You're not me. I'm not starting it. <laughs> I'll start it. Start. Oh my god. There you go. Let's fire this shit up. That's right. There we go. Everybody, but there's only one way to get it started, and you know what that is, Michael? No, what is that, Peter? And that's our goddamn theme song. Oh. You ain't asking for much, Pete. I bet just when it makes sense. But we're gonna send this goddamn theme song at the right time. Yes. Bop, bop, bop. Bam, bam. Right now we're gonna send it. Yeah, you even got the rattle in there. Ready, boys? <laughs>
<laughs> Welcome everybody live from the Dutch Hall. We are Canada's only late night talk show and the greatest podcast ever to come out of a pool shed in Pine sure Grove, are. Ontario. Bar none. And we are that way because we have the greatest band in Canadian late night history. The Nocturnal Emissions. This week completely stacked. Another super group today uh, com uh, comprised of Mike, our band leader, Bo. I'm Listen back. to the applause. Crazy. People are going crazy for you. It's unbelievable. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> there we go. Beside him, the man that writes music for the show. He's got a new haircut, and we all really have something to talk about. It's Dave the Rooster Chargers, everyone. Yeah, there he is. There he is. In the corner position on lead guitar. With a new board, a new toy to play with. Steve the Reluctant German, everybody. Hi, Willie. Hi, Steven. Willie. That's your wine wave you get. <laughs> <laughs> and beside him are the balls of the nocturnal emissions. Back where he belongs. Ripped from Dave Charter's greasy hands. Swing low. <laughs> Whiskey Wes Haggins is here, everyone. <laughs> and for his first time in the nocturnal emissions, we have... From the Jesse Murphy Trio, oh. Jesse Murphy himself. Hey! How are you? All right. And tickling the skins. <laughs> Dylan Cunningham, everyone. Hey, yeah. And beside him, ripped of his microphone, <laughs> made fun of from his for his haircut. <laughs> Just completely savage since he walked in here. But the balls of the Jesse Murphy Trio, nonetheless. And now the, the other set of balls. We have four balls four tonight. Balls. Lots of balls. <laughs> Lots of balls. Eric uh, Brousseau, everyone. And at the bar tonight, is stacked. It's stacked lineup it tonight. Not only do we have our director, my brother, Paul Van Dyke. Just give him a round of applause, Paul Van Dyke. On the ball tonight. Back from his travels. Nailing it. Nailing it. We have something to talk about today with him. That's for sure. But beside him is our guest from Branford. Good old friend. He trudged through the flooded wreckage of Branford. He made it. And made it here tonight. Chris, pick everyone. Hey, Chris, yeah, hey. And in our super fan slot tonight is a good buddy of mine, and he's also been a former star of the show. And uh, the super, uh, was it Super Dads or I think it was Super Dads episode. Oh, yeah. Jeff Clunder is back, everyone. Jeff Clunder. And now we have your two-time President Club Award winner. Two-time. Two-time. Pete Van Dyke. Hey, Molly. I love how Paul. He's building his resume every week. Eh? That's awesome. He is building his resume every week. What every was that? week. You think you think, oh, he's just a bartender. He's just gonna sit there and say the C word all the time and make the girls uncomfortable. <laughs> no, not Paul. He's a goddamn director right now. Look at him. He's got a, a level of authority in the room. He's fucking business. He's business, isn't he? Oh, yeah. You guys saw the professionalism right away when you came in. I can't tell what he's looking at. His eyes are just kind of forever closed. Yeah. You want to know why? Because he's looking at everything at the same time. That's right. He is such, he's such wisdom. He looks within himself. Yes. Yeah. Paul, I'm happy to have you back from Panama. We sent you, the Dutch Hall listeners sent you to Panama. Because we need to find out a perspective on the world. Because if I stick in Norfolk County too long, 
we end up being idiots because we don't know. We just take our like Mike's word for it, whatever it's like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's why we send you guys away so you don't end up stupid that you just listen to your neighbor all the time. So you went to Panama. What'd you learn? Uh, they should pick up their garbage. Ooh. What is this? A, is this a, 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 a strike on Panama? You come back from a vacation and you come well, and you're you just know, attacking them. Well, that's what I learned. That if you don't read, uh, if you don't pick up your garbage and recycle, it just piles up. <laughs> <laughs> it's no good. Son yeah. of a bitch. Well, that's good. We tra- he traveled a long way to learn that. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> I'm sure everybody that donated via Patreon uh, is thrilled. <laughs> We're learning. Yeah. But other than that, it was great. Great trip. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now, Michael. Yes. You're another one. We sent you on hi. We sent you on hiatus. You had one mission. You remember what your mission was? Yeah, to go to the top of a mountaintop, hammered. Well, yes. And see if I could ski down it. Was no, that- no, no, no. Oh, because <laughs> I did that. Oh, okay. well, you kind of. So what we wanted you to do was, we asked you to go to a very high point on the Earth. Okay. Did that check. And look and try to see what it looks like. Describe to us what it looks like when you're really drunk. <laughs> okay. So, so did you? Oh shit! Did oh, you accomplish yeah. that? Yeah, I did accomplish that. It looks beautiful. It looks. Uh, <laughs> it looks a bit intimidating. Yeah. Especially when you're in the clouds. You're in the clouds, At drunk. Points. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, there was a point <laughs> where we went up a lift into a cloud that we could not see the top of the mountain that we were going to ski down. What? Oh no shit! Yeah, that was a bit intimidating. That. Point. And then did you come out of the cloud? Yeah, when we came out, it was reassuring that we were, oh, we're still Holy on fuck. land. This is great. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty, it was an Are experience. Are you a good skier? Uh, I would say that uh, I can go down a real mountain and not kill myself. I wouldn't say I'm good. I'm uh, learning. Was that your first time down a real mountain? No, I've been, I've been out west once before, and that taught me a lot. Um, I, this time wasn't as quite as, like, steep. It was more, like, different terrain. So you learned a lot, and we got I skied in like deep snow for the first. Did time. Did you see any animals? Hmm. Besides the guys I was with. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I did. No, I just want too high for the animals. <laughs> yeah, it is high. They're hibernating. The air's thin up. Yeah, it was fucking cold. Like it was minus I think twenty five the first day we went up. So they told us if you're cold going up the lift, like you kind of are cold because there was no gondola, which was weird because it's like fifteen minutes to go up the hill. 15 right. minutes. How and, long did it take uh, you to get down? Yeah, like 20. Holy. Yeah, 20. <laughs> Depends what you do. You were up there. Yeah, it was it was an experience. So uh, they say if you're cold going up, and you're going to sweat your nuts off getting down. So that's a nice balance. Oh, really? Yeah, so they were right. They were right. <laughs> so you get yourself nice and cold so you can warm up on the you way down. You warm up on the way down because you're fucking working uh, that hard. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Because there's really. times where you think you're going to die. Really? Yeah, like I was talking to a few of my skidooing buddies after I got back, and they're they're like, you know, they talk about how like they're going like 120. I think we're up over 70, and uh, you're at the point where you're like going so fast that you you know you can die if you fuck up. Yeah, oh, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I like. I mean, that's something I don't seek out. Do you guys seek that out? Like thrills, like adrenaline rush. Not me. No. Like the. Peril of dying at any possible moment? No. No. But you get it. But you seek the adrenaline from performing, maybe? Do you get it? Yeah. I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. You get it from performing, for sure. Yeah. So that that way I don't have to climb up a mountain, sweat my balls (laughs) off. Yeah. 
You know I like I mean? climbing a mountain. I just like falling down without control, you know? I think That's it's really true. scares yeah, we me. The idea we of falling down is enough for me to just not do it. Yeah, yeah. You know? That is it. Seriously, right? that's the way I think, too. Now, I didn't used to. Yeah. But you know what that reminds me of? Uh, last year, when uh, I did something that I was terrified of, which was play in the Van Dyke Hockey Tournament. There and some go. people might call today International Women's Day, but I don't. I call it the eve of the Van Dyke Hockey <laughs> Tournament. Oh, yeah. And, uh, That's the big eve. It's the big it's eve me- of tomorrow night. Preparation. So let's just cut the shit and get right to it. <laughs> this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to anyone in the history of ever- everything, right? <laughs> it's so much fun, right? We get to do it again. Yeah, this is going to be so much fun. We're going just a whole hockey team full of the Van Dyke first cousins. This is Van Dyke Party Services at its very finest. Training. This is what we do to prepare. Right. In case we ever get a gig <laughs> to make our sponsors at Clean Flow proud. It could happen. Oh, so. I actually have a I actually have a mug. Van Dyke Party Services. Don't let your, your life in regret. Exactly. You're <laughs> actually uh, doing another hockey tournament? Yeah, we're not yeah. joking. Yeah. Are you in the B division again? Uh, no, uh, D. Yeah. We went to D. We had a new strategy this time so we wouldn't get into a fight of any well, that's sort. that's where all the other goons are. In D? Are you in yeah. D because they didn't have E League? No, there's well, E. There's E League? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, is there E? No oh, yeah. way. Can't we be in that one? No, no. Is that for the kids <laughs> with like the metal? Yes. The walkers and. Uh, that's special E. So you guys are like <laughs> that's just next year. Above yeah, that's next year. The kids with the walkers. We'll see how this year goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we might get kicked out of, uh, of E this year or D this yeah, year. Yeah, our goal is to uh, like play at least three full games. Oh, yeah. Last year we made two and one quarter. Was it a quarter? Yeah, I think we made a quarter. Well, that was really sad that uh, when it was over, I was so happy. I was like, thank God. Like, we get to go in and get changed. Because I was scared to death. I can't skate at all. Like, I can barely skate. These guys, there were some really good hockey players everywhere, and some of them were on friggin' uh, MDMA. And it's telling us this. I don't even know what that does to you. You know, so I'm like, holy shit. I'm barely trying to stand up, and, like, these fucking guys are whizzing past me and, like, fucking saying they're going to kill me and stuff. Yep. I'm like, holy mackerel, they're taking it serious. That's accurate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we're doing it again tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to try it again. <laughs> Pete, where's your uh, speed skating roots? My ski? Yeah, I know. I can. I, I think I would be a good speed skater. Sk- I, yeah. I think yeah. I can skate, like, I just can't stop or turn, you know? That's the hard part. <laughs> I think I have the speed skating, the Dutchness of it. Track, yes. Too much Hungarian in me. Special. All of the most important parts of skating. Can't <laughs> yeah. do. So stopping. Can't do. Oh, stopping. You know I'm Mr. In... Toe Pick. I'm just like toe picking <laughs> around, <laughs> around the net. <laughs> Who's that guy? And <laughs> going into this tournament, you didn't even uh, practice this year. No, no, we did One. practice. Oh, we had a uh, tryout. We had a tryout, and I scored two goals. Thank you very much. And the performance of my lifetime. Sniper. <laughs> We do an annual Christmas skate. Christmas. Yeah, we do a Christmas uh, skate just to make sure that we uh, get the rust off. Yeah, literally you know off my skates <laughs> from last With year. sandpaper. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you're missing though is we're uh, in the A division off the ice. Oh yeah. Oh, Let's yes. not forget that. Oh, yes. yes. And you know, Charters, I don't like that you're on this team, <laughs> and you know that. I've been clear from the beginning. I don't like you married my cousin. I, I said it at your wedding. I said it at your wedding, Dave. In front of everyone that you love. Remember? Yep. Yeah. All 400 people. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't... But I got to tell you, Charters, I'm, I'm sharing a hotel room with you. That's, yeah. how much, that's how much I'm disturbed by this. And I still am enjoying it. That, but 
Charters, you are a hell of a good time on these trips. Uh, yeah. You never don't have I'm a good excited. time. You know what? It's his dad, Jim. That's why That's Charters right. is the way he is. It's in my DNA. Yeah, your dad never has a bad time. If you go with Jim Charters, I don't know. Do you guys know Dave's dad at all? <laughs> never met him. Can't say oh, I never had the pleasure. Oh, my God, man. You guys got to meet Charters' dad. We'll bring him out to a show. Oh, he would love it. Bad Seriously. Dad. Oh, yeah, he would love it. Yeah, he would actually. Oh, yeah. He would love it. You know what? How old is your dad? Stage. How old is your dad? Uh, he's 70, 40, 76. No. Is he 76 for reals? Yeah. So, well, he'll be 76 this year, yeah. He's so he's 75. Yeah, 75 right uh, now. Don't lie about You know, don't, don't make him over. 75. So 75, Jim. Not a gray hair on his head. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. That's mostly true. Is that? They're all on his balls. <laughs> <laughs> Did you wear a toupee? No, full no. head of really? thick, black, thick? robust hair. It's, it's impressive. <laughs> yeah, man. that's amazing. Man. Yeah, you look at it, you're like, wow, man. Yeah. That's an old man with like a, just like, it's, 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 it is a, impressive. Like, oh, yeah. Not a care in the world. That's why. Yeah. He does not give two shits. I go to, <laughs> <laughs> I go to volleyball tournaments all the time with my daughters. And there's this guy that goes to volleyball tournaments uh, as well. His kid must play as well. But he's got the fucking worst toupee ever. <laughs> and I always say to my one daughter when I see him, I always go like, I love that guy's hat. And then she, she has to look at him and then go, like, God, it's him again. There. What would it take? How much money would it take for you to just call it right out? Just to say everybody. Call that guy out on his toupee? Yeah, man. Just be like, hey, how much was that? <laughs> just in front of the whole team, how much would it take? No, I wouldn't do it uh, ever for any man's money. I'll tell you that's the truth. Really? Yeah, because there's nothing to gain from that. No? I would just be let alone. Sure, it would make me happy in the inside because I'm being horrible. Only temporarily, though. But like the devil kind of happy, you know? It's not going to make you happy for a long time. That's true. That's you'd have to do it again. You'd have to, you'd have to like um, commit a deeper crime again just to get the same rush from it. But if you do something good, it lasts a long time. diminishing returns. Yeah, right? diminishing returns. It's like, it's like uh, porno. Like porno, <laughs> yeah, dude. I was just gonna say, yeah. it's like sex. Look, you, you just like three years down the line, all of a sudden, I got a, you know, I got a thumb in my ass. You know, fire poker. <laughs> There's a fire poker. I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You're up to fire poker. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's impressive. You got 18, bro. <laughs> progressive, like he said. Yeah, he is progressive. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even thought about fire poker yet. Shit, man, I gotta get with it. <laughs> Cheddar, did you hear about that? No, first time for me. <laughs> <laughs> first time for everyone here. Don't lie to us, Charters. Um, Don't lie to these good people. So I think, where are we at now? We're at right about the time in this program where we do a segment we call Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. It's feedback. Motherfucking feedback. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. This week's program is uh, segment is brought to you at, by, as always, by our friends at CleanFlow, our primary oh, sponsors. Yeah, yeah. And you know, CleanFlow, uh, they have uh, given up on Dave Charters. <laughs> is what they've done. They say you have. A little, we gave you two posters to read. You got to come here every day. You got to read the poster. You got to learn something about CleanFlow products. Come with something prepared. Never once does he come through with this, right? It looks like you've uh, used Clean for Flow products on your hair <laughs> in order to keep it manageable. Is that true, though? It doesn't recommend using it on your on your person. On the right on the bottle, it says don't spray it on yourself. Did you? So I didn't want to talk about it because I'm I'm not following the rules. But 
Is it okay if I tell the story how I knew that, how I learned that story? Like that exact thing you told me, how, how I learned it? Yeah. Um, your wife told me that she goes, <laughs> Charles is like uh, calling me in from the other room, right? He's like, come in, come in, uh, help me out, right? Teresa, get in here now. Teresa, get in here now, right? So he goes in there. All of a sudden, there's Charles, eh? On all fours, eh? Can of, of uh, honey go up his ass. <laughs> and, uh, Teresa's like pulls it out and she's like, it says right on the can, Dave, you don't put it on your person. <laughs> right? Cause the irritation. Is that <laughs> That's how I learned the story. Yeah. So it reminded me of that when I'm you I'm irritated, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Clean Flow, great sponsor of the show. We wouldn't even be on YouTube if it wasn't for Clean Flow. That's a commercial. Story. And I, they said one time to me, they said, Pete, you know, the commercials have to be CRTC approved because we're a real company that sells real products. And I'm like, ah, I don't know what that means. It's foreign in here. I'm sure that's what it was, though. <laughs> Whatever we did with oh, that yeah. thing up your ass. Yep. That's probably CRTC. <laughs> all good. Yeah. All and good. Uh, also, pipes are clean. We got to rem- we got to uh, think of where is it this way? Yeah. I oh, know this way. Norpak. The beef people. Oh, he's on it. Nailed it. You know, that's the extent of the commercial, <laughs> Norpak. The beef people. That's all we do. <laughs> you know, sometimes I go to Norwich, I see that sign, Norpak. The beef people. That's where I know I get my beef. Yes. At Norpak. The beef people. That's it. I think it's that new Mike Paul's guy. Yeah, he, he likes <laughs> he's it. He's fucking killing Sounds it. He's fancy. a superstar today. <laughs> he's really ro- Rose's game today. I like it a lot. The week off. <laughs> He's refreshed. Oh, is that what it was? The week off? It got you all refreshed and back in the game? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's sure. telling everybody okay. down in Panama what his job is. I'm a director. <laughs> I, I say the beef people. people on a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, he does also say cunt. Does he? Yes. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> we like to, but he keeps it to a minimum now, eh? Because that one lady uh, gave us the feedback that one time. Yep, she sure did. Wow. <laughs> The, on it. Yeah, everyone's on it. It's really like <laughs> the power. <laughs> Feedback. <laughs> yes. Bow before me. <laughs> that is pretty freaking sweet. So, uh, uh, what do we have? Who else we got? Yarmy Electric. Oh. Michael, this is your cousin too, man. He this sure is time is. that both of us stepped up and we really said, like, these people, they're not let off already. Yeah, we're, you know, what kind of commercial do we have to do? Like, what can we do possibly? We've tried everything. We try, they won't listen. They keep calling my cousin, and all he wants to do is go out, put out a few fires, help the community. Get ready for a hockey tournament. Plant uh, deep in his wife. It, maybe was have, bir- it was a birthday. Happy birthday, Jill. Oh, happy birthday, Jill. Yeah. Yes. Sweetheart. The you wife. know what Derek probably gave her for his birthday? Insemination. His cock. Yeah. Cock and balls. And not only that, like impregnation. Like he does that. He's that fertile. But what he does is he makes more great people. That's what he does because he he's a good person. He makes great people. Mm-hmm. What's he want to do? Fix your freaking problems so your house doesn't burn down? We don't care about that shit. He wants he has other things to do. Your Army Electric, if we don't get it right the first time, we'll get it right the second time. And if we don't get it right the second time, you can go fuck yourself. Brought to you by Clean Flow. He's got a I'm hockey tournament this weekend. Give him a fucking break. Yeah, we're fucking yes. busy. <laughs> and Van Dyke Party Services, you know the drill. Clean Flow's created a company of between five and 29 Van Dyke first cousins to make sure that you people can live a life where just for a moment you know what it's like to have a good time. 
because your lives are miserable, right? Not everyone that listens to the show, but some of you that should hire us, right? Some of you, you know who you are. You're questioning yourself right now. You say, is that me? <laughs> is Pete talking to me? Yes, I'm talking to you. <laughs> if you're asking yourself that question, probably. So, what you got to do is hire Vandic Prairie Services. You give an email at livefromdutchellgmail.com, and we'll send you between five and 29 Vandyke First Cousins, bright yellow jackets, and you're going to have the time of your life guaranteed. All it's going to cost you is $100 of cold hard cash, plus all of our, all of our expenses, which will be dear. There's no question about that. But if you're not 100% satisfied, uh, we'll return that $100. But those expenses have run through our bodies and potentially yours. Mm. Van Dyke Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. I brought to you by Clean Flow. And that's it. Ads are done, right? Thanks, Clean Flow. All right. We are working on some stuff for new sponsors. And you can always go to live from the Dutch Hall, gmail.com if you want to sponsor the show because uh, some of those people are real sponsors and some of them are bullshit. You also can become a shareholder, can't you? Oh, yeah. Shareholders are great. Mm-hmm. And we got a new one. Really? Yes. But let's not let's not uh, give it away. Sorry. We'll give it because I want to save it for this segment of feedback. Oh. Excellent. This week we got lots. Number one, let's give a shout out to Ella Steppa Jones. Ella Steppa. You don't like the Jones. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Dave will not recognize Jones. He said it a million times. Dave likes to remember as Ella Steppa. That's her name in the yearbook. <laughs> and he's not changing. But anyways, Ella, she a while back she bought a T-shirt. We sent it to her, and uh, she wore it uh, this week to uh, to a conference or something. It looked like she was at something professional, and she was wearing a Life from Dutch Shell T-shirt. Takes a picture of it, huh. spreading the word. But because of the shirt, she says that she got a lot of people that were saying thinking she was Dutch. And Nothing she says a lot of people were thinking this Polish girl is Dutch. And I'm like, number one, like, there's a couple things I got to say about this. Number one, I went to high school with this woman, right? Mm-hmm. Me and you went to high school with her. Oh, yeah. I thought she was Dutch the whole time. Steppa, right? Sounds Dutch. Steppa? Double A? Ah, the Steppa. <laughs> Does she have a double A? Then? <laughs> no, I thought they screwed it up when they immigrated <laughs> or something like that, you know? <laughs> the Steppa. Oh, the spelling's wrong. <laughs> she had to put in another A. <laughs> I should have known, right? Like, but anyways, what? She's Polish. She's one of Charter's kind. Yeah, yeah. I knew it the whole time. So, and you know, she smelled like pierogies. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> That's perfume for Charter's. It's like uh, he's, it's too yeah. alluring. It's, it's like <laughs> it's like Pepe Le Pew just following those. <laughs> you can't say you can't say to one of our super fans she smells like pierogies and try to like uh, like hide it in a compliment, Dave. This is what feedback. We're, we're trying to recognize it. I'm trying to recognize you be a good fan. She's an ambassador for the show. Absolutely. And you're saying that she smells of pierogies. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Have you ever smelled pierogies and not liked it? Come on. Polish musk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Dave. I don't know about that one. Anyways, thank you, Ella. And uh, you know who else? Uh, there was a, I got a message on uh, Facebook Messenger. Ew. And it was, you don't like it? Facebook. You know, Facebook's shit. But anyways, who cares? I got a message. I have to be on it. There's a Facebook messenger, and it was uh, uh, Laura Collins, right? Mm-hmm. That's who it was. She's uh-huh. like, how in the fuck do I get the lighter, is what she said. Oh. In those words. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> and she said to me, she goes, uh, 
uh, like uh, I've been on all the sites and it keeps like uh, sending me different places. And I go, this is how you do it. You give me a messenger thing because everything's going to send you eventually. Give me a message and say, give me a lighter. So what we did was we did her one better. She says, people keep stealing my lighters. I want them to steal your lighters so that, that we don't um, lose the or so that people will advertise yeah, the show by absolutely. stealing the lighters. Right. So perfect. I said, I want fuck charters lighter left. She says, I'll take it. And then she's going to take a bunch of live from the Dutch Hall ones. The, life, the fuck charters one, she says she's going to keep in a box. <laughs> where I can't even use it. Cause it's, yeah, it's Will special. it to her grandkids. So because of that, I said, how, how many can get you the lighters? So she said, she said, uh, I said, why don't you come in as a super fan next week? She's going to be here next week. All right. Oh, yes. Awesome. Yeah, with Joe Bethello and, uh, and uh, Michael Moses and uh, AJ Bate. They're promoting a new show they're doing at Yuck Yucks. Sweet. You sure she wants to come in with Joe? Huh? <laughs> yeah, I know. This is really going to be trouble. And all, she gave a bunch of, of ground rules of how she would come in. Oh, wow. She went even further. Oh, she's got a fucking rider. She's got a rider. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. And one of them was no penguin jizz. <laughs> what? Right. No penguin. I'm pretty sure it was penguin jizz. And she said, I'm serious about the penguin jizz. I'm not sure <laughs> what's happening next week, but it's going to be an interesting show. That's but well, the main thing it boiled down to was no whiskey, because whiskey leads to penguin jizz. It's like... What? Mm. Well, as eh. my first time on this podcast, there's a, just a bit too much penguin jizz for my liking. I'm just letting you know. Oh, shoot. We're going to clean up our act for next week, Paul. <laughs> Fresh just a bit. We're going to have to add one more thing Listen, to Listen, like Paul. a dash of penguin jizz is cool, but... Mm. When it gets to like, you know, it's like on the drum kit and shit. Don't knock it till you try it, bro. <laughs> Seriously, man. Take a little dabble. <laughs> just put it on your tongue. Just put it on your tongue a little bit and just have a little taste. Just a little like, bit. A little like, douche. Like cra- you sound like all the craft beer guys. Like just kind of <laughs> rolling around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any beer that tastes like Bud Light? <laughs> That's what I always want to ask, eh? Do you have any beer that tastes like Bud Light? Uh, oh, there's like a, a flowery finish with the hops or whatever. I'm like, fuck it. That's what it tastes like shit. We got tree bark over here. Yeah. And Give me something that tastes like beer. I can drink 12 this of. This one was aged in 14 maple casks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. I don't really get it. Assholes. But what is it? Who is it? Who's doing it? Is it Should everybody? I call them out? Yeah, yeah. We'll call them out all no, like who's like like <laughs> Charters, you look like you're a person that goes to craft breweries all the time. <laughs> right? Don't you think? Like really? there's a bunch of charters around. Like, charters and all his Hitler youth buddies are going to the <laughs> Right? I've been. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> to Hitler youth. <laughs> and you don't feel you don't feel like out of place there. You're you're more you're you're amongst your people, right? The beer's delicious. What? The beer's really good. What? Everything? Some of them are. Yeah. Yeah, there's good ones and there's shit yeah, ones. Yeah, you go to New Limburg, you can get a couple good ones. I like the milk stout. Mm, I think it might be banned there. It tastes good <laughs> when they give you free samples. <laughs> Turns out you can't piss on the board games. <laughs> no, that's not why I got banned. The lady said she really liked my first show. The lady that owns the place. She goes, I really liked your... I just went for a beer with my wife. They're like, I really liked your first show there where, you, where, I, where we headlined, right? Everyone deal. liked it. Yeah, we had a great time. We, we had, it was a great show. Then they said the second time you played there, uh, you you was, were not good. That's what she said to me. Did you bomb? I didn't bomb. We one. I didn't bomb, but the room was tough, and the and the there was a couple that hated dirty. 
hated dirty. Oh, no. So they're really like, uh, they didn't want any of that nonsense. And, and the guy who, I'm hosting the show, I didn't book it. So there's like a lineup of people who are like, um, some people who I wouldn't book, you know? And they, they stacked them up all together. So it was going to be like, and they only have one gear. They only have like five minutes of material. So like if, uh, if dick jokes aren't going good, they don't have anywhere else to go. They're going to talk about raping babies or whatever they talk about, you know? And it's like, I know this isn't going to work in this room. I know this guy shouldn't be working here, but I didn't book the show. I got hired to, I got paid 15 bucks to host. Just because you were the guy saying the names. You know, the like, fuck. Yeah, like I'm, and so like I was telling my jokes and they didn't like them because they didn't like Dirty. But then two comics out in a row, they realized this show's not going to be for us and they walked, right? And I didn't walk them, but another comic did notorious for walking people with his material anyways uh so uh i went up and i thought they were gone you know like oh the those people who didn't like dirty were gone so i told this new squirting joke i just wrote <laughs> and then i was like oh, i thought like it was this you know get them. yeah it's like oh yeah like it's cool now all the like they're those stuffy people are gone like it will tell us uh, di- like we'll, we'll go even dirtier now and it went like even worse <laughs> so then i was like after that i had to change gears completely i'm just like, i'm bringing people up yeah, like so, I kind of bombed. Yeah, I didn't really like. Yeah, long I, story short. Yeah, and long yeah. story short. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like a. Cr- it wasn't like, like cry myself like with a drive home. I'm not crying on the drive home. Kind of bomb, but it was like not. Yeah, my best night. I would and say it was a bomb. The, the the people who ran it didn't like it because of the dirtiness or because of the response to the dirtiness. They thought my responsibility as the host was that I should have uh, cleaned the show up. I should have recognized that and like taken it in a different direction. And when I went to squirting, she was like, that was a bad move. You know, she thought that was a very bad move. She thought at that point in time, I should have realized that, hey, this isn't working. Two people left. And I should have been like, oh, I'm sorry. Let's clean it up. A couple of experts. And I went the other way. Was it a good bit, though? Yeah, the bit worked all right for the people that liked that stuff. Like, it was a newer bit, but you know, I was Doesn't hosting. Like, like you don't expect that much from your host. Yeah. Seriously, like especially in your hometown, if your host, you uh, the idea was that I would be there often and just work on new shit. But because you don't want people to hear the same jokes over and over again, right? Yeah, you never know. A squirting bit could slay. But you it has worked know. in other rooms. Yeah, it has worked in other rooms. That's exactly. the thing. You. you I've tried it elsewhere because you can't always blame the audience, you know? Yeah, exactly. Or you can't always blame the joke, I mean. You right, sometimes you right. have to blame the audience, yeah. They are. And, like, uh, like you go to a weed room. Like, like uh, do you guys have to play weed rooms ever? We haven't played a weed room. We play. No. You know what we typically do is, like, like gnarly bar rooms. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Grungy yeah. bars. Grungy-ass bars. We've done, a, we've done a, too many of those. Like the forty-eight-year-old newly divorced ladies, like coming up and grabbing your cock <laughs> really hard. <laughs> <laughs> they want Neil yep. Diamond. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one day you'll enjoy that. <laughs> the one, the amount of like crackling rosy requests we've gotten, man. I swear to God. Like, do you hear the music we're playing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you know, it's, it's, it's not even just that. It's like. Like there are so many better Neil Diamond songs than Cracklin' Fucking Yeah, that's Rosie. true. Yeah, that's and then a you, you know what the, my favorite one is though, and these guys will both, I'm sure, attest to this. Freebird. Free How many times <laughs> have we got? Do you guys? Do you guys play live, right? Uh, you know, Sometimes. you play like the Norfolk and shit once in a while. Yeah, like how many Freebirds have you guys? Got? Mm. <laughs> no. You get a lot of. Free- this or is or a do no- you actually play Freebird? This is a Nocturnal Emissions. 
They fucking play the martini bars of the world. <laughs> yes. They are a high class. The craft beer bars of the world. Uh, <laughs> the craft beer bars. Yeah, yeah. That's Charters is booking all the craft beer bars. <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. They play like only high class joints, and their name is the Nocturnal Emissions. It's come in your bed. Yeah. Is the name of the band. It's the best to read it on the website. And like they're like, Friday, <laughs> Nocturnal Emissions. But yeah. Uh, they're tr- we're you, some people don't the even get it. The Olive Lounge, Nocturnal Emissions. Yeah, the <laughs> Olive Lounge. But, yeah. It's so you, so guys, you guys don't get free birds? No. No? Do you no. ever get like, hey, like the, 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 the birthday girls? Do you get birthday girls? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kev's band actually played free bird. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. You, you, you fell, eh? You fell down. It was like, fuck, that's not playing this song. <laughs> <laughs> gets old After quick. After one time? Yeah, I, re- I remember you. Yeah, I mean, I, it's good when they're sure, kicking sure, you off sure. the stage. You're like, you got one more song. You're like, okay, we'll give you one more. Let's give them a dark star, 38 minutes long. Yeah. We're going to drop this tab before we play. Check. I could talk loud enough. That's okay. Do we have, do you have, and my story's over. Do you have, uh, <laughs> right on? T- do you have a, like a really? Do you have uh, for? I figure for Women's Day, not to completely interrupt everything, but I find typically, and will you guys agree with me here? The worst oh, audience know. members tend to be women. The hecklers. Whoa. Whoa. Is that rough? Wow. Is that rough? Uh, for us. Maybe a little. They could be the loudest. <laughs> they could be the loudest. Loudest. The ones who come up onto the stage yeah you got there any can of be those? some rowdy i don't ones. know i've seen a lot of a drunk too dudes. much to drink a little too much spilled yeah. drinks i've seen right. a lot of drunk dudes think that they can play your instrument while it's on you during a set awesome. oh that's true you man. know actually you know it's really funny uh eric will tell you if, if you want to give him the mic he's got one guy came up to jesse one time we were playing the norfolk and if you guys have played the norfolk i'm sure you have like you get a lot of those like Hammered ass old motherfuckers, older motherfuckers. Yeah, it's like yeah. one in the About morning. Charter's age, those old grandpas <laughs> coming up, being like, <laughs> <laughs> being like, being like, hey man, can I play your guitar, bro? Like I've been playing for like oh. a year and a half, dude. Like I play some oh. Sabbath and shit. Like you know, it's cool, dude. Like let me play, let me play, F- let me fucking play. <laughs> so he comes up to Jesse and he says, hey man, can I play? And Jesse's Jesse's cool. Jesse's like. <laughs> Jesse's from Dover, so he's constantly like vaping and shit. <laughs> so it's a like, Dover thing. Yeah, he's like, no nah, man, like it's cool, bro. Like, don't worry about it. Like, you know, we got a set to play. And Eric just goes, "Hey, fuck off, pal." <laughs> <laughs> Where's Eric from? Yeah. Where well, he was from? asking for it. Eric's from Wyndham. He lives yeah. out in the uh, Wyndham. Wyndham Center. Yeah, that's yeah. my people. Yeah, that's your people. I, yeah, that's where I grew up on nice. Wyndham Road 11. Number well, nine. Number You're number nine? Yeah. Oh, excellent. Nine. I actually number grew up, I, I, I was on the 10th, and then I was on the 11th. So. You move around a lot. Jesus. Not like a gold concession. Yeah. Every 12 <laughs> years. <or so. laughs> this, guy, uh, lives out, this guy lives out on a farm. This guy is uh, about as, as Quebec farm boy fucking redneck as it comes. So, he, <laughs> so when this fucking guy comes up on the stage, Eric goes, hey, man, you want to pay for that fucking guitar? <laughs> and the guy goes, what do you mean? He's like, you want to pay for that guitar if you fucking break it? The guy goes, no. He goes, well, fuck off then. Fuck off. Like, just flat out. <laughs> That's when I realized that that, that was probably the easiest way to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good. To, it's good when you're in a band, though, to have different uh, that different personality to bounce off. Oh of, yeah. Right? Like I it, was like, thanks so much, dude. Yeah, like it bounces <laughs> you out. Yeah. 
Because too much of a guy like that, uh, too much of what you got. Yeah, is, exactly. Yeah, you get yourself into problems, and too much of what you got, you get into problems. So Oops. the two of you together you see this perfect. guy. What's he, though? Yeah. All right, all right. Can, can I tell a quick story here? Yeah, yeah. yeah you yes. mind? Yeah, yeah. So I remember we were playing the tavern once, and Dill over here is a huge deadhead, right? Loves Jerry Garcia, and the guy comes up to him at the end of the gig and goes, you know what? You're, you're a great guitar player and whatnot, but we don't need another Eddie Van Halen. And I'm telling you, the look on this guy's face, he was so upset. <laughs> Eddie and, what? Yeah, Eddie uh, Van I should what? say, I'm sitting behind the drum kit, but I'm, I'm a guitar player too. So when we play live um, and we're doing like an extended gig, we'll switch around, right? So like, oh, yeah. I'll play guitar, Jesse will play the drums, and then Eric yeah, I've will play guitar. Yeah, I've seen you guys do that. It's awesome. Yeah, we, yeah. Awesome. so we do that, and okay. it's mostly just so that Jess, Jesse's voice can get a rest and you know, keep things interesting. Right, because if you're doing fucking five hours, if we're doing a four-hour gig and he has to sing and play guitar, it gets a little. Yeah, watch out. Uh, it gets a little fucking boring. <laughs> but yeah. it all, it always works, you know, when you yeah. switch, right? Well, I got lucky. These guys are actually really good guitar players, so we kind of share the workload a little bit when we have those longer gigs. Uh, who plays the drums? Dylan plays. No, the no, drums when you're not time. playing the drums, I do. Then you do. Okay. I never uh, touch drums. That'd be a bad thing. You wouldn't know. Yeah. You wouldn't want to <laughs> hear that. Though, that. What happened? Just hit the arrow. Bingo. There we go. Hey, magic. Thank you. Uh, but uh, what was that? Switching drums. around instruments and drums. Oh yeah, yeah. I like when bands do that. Yeah. We watched impressive. the Densies in Memphis. They were the house band at the Elvis Presley's. And they were like kind of like a rockabilly band, like a stand-up bass, a, 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 a drummer and a guitar player, right? Rock rockabilly. And, and they would like, uh, th the guy would throw his guitar in the air and the other guy would catch it and then he would jump on the bass and then he's got the guitar and in the middle of a song, you know, they don't even miss Crazy. it. Crazy. It's awesome. Yeah, we it's amazing. We don't do quite that, but. <laughs> Not quite that. Not yet. Two, two of us yeah, are, a little, are a little too overweight to be jumping on a fucking bass. But. Yeah, it, it, it would be bad. The guy in the stand-up bass would jump off the stage with the stand-up bass and then, like, uh, uh, dance with girls while playing the bass in the song still. Like, he was... That's, it, it was that's like, amazing. By the end of the show, he's, like, frothing like a horse, you know? Have you ever seen, like, I'm you know, here to fuck. Like, they were, like, working... They were working their ass yeah, off. Like, yeah, that's earning your money right there, eh? And everybody else is just, like, eating dinner. Like, it's just, like, what's going on when you're eating dinner. Like, they, 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 they have no reason to work that hard is what I mean. Yeah. Like, you know, like, they were just get, killing it, you know, when there was, like, you know, half the people could give a shit. You go to, yeah. you ever been to Nashville? Yeah, love it. That's the spot, too, man, where those dudes are working, yeah. working like that. Yeah, no one cares because they're at every floor of every bar. There's a stage. Like, yeah. From fucking so 11 a.m. until, like, 3 in the morning, there's bands every four hours. They make no money. Even in the boot stores, there's like yeah. a, a setup for a band, yeah. you know. Yeah, really. In the corner. You go to Kinko's and there's like some dude just yeah, yeah, <laughs> playing the song he wrote. <laughs> it is cool city though. That's one of my favorite cities to go to. Yeah, we should go back. And there's a guy there that uh, we have to pay a visit to. He pl what does he play? A uh, breathalyzer. He plays a breathalyzer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, all you guys need to do is drive down the road. You see a guy that plays a fucking breathalyzer. This is Norfolk County. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to go all the way down to. <laughs> he really gets angry about he it. He didn't like that. He didn't like it at all, no. Um, so uh, we're in the middle of feedback still, right? You know what we should do? We should check with the cheese lady. Because oh. we are 
One, two, three, four, we're checking on the cheese lady, on the cheese lady, checking on the cheese lady, always on the run, checking on the cheese lady, on the cheese lady, checking on the cheese lady, she's always having fun, checking on the cheese lady, on the cheese lady, checking on the cheese lady, always on the run, checking on the cheese lady, on the cheese lady, checking on the cheese lady, always having fun. She's always having fun. She is. Hookers in snowsuits will work for snacks. <laughs> LOL. Hashtag job security. Hashtag cheeseburgers. Hashtag Twinkies. Hashtag cookies. Just can't put hashtag cheese. That's much too expensive. What the fuck? Cheese Lady's been drinking. Cheese Lady's been drinking. That's all I can say. But she liked her line about hookers and snowsuits will work for s- snacks. I don't even rem- I don't know what I say week to week, okay? She does. She does, though, which I really like. And she also wrote, oh, my God, no wonder that song gets stuck in my head. Laugh out loud. Mm. Jeez, lady, you're always good for one or two. It's a keeper. Can't wait till next week. Hope the song gets stuck in your head. Keep working out there at the Second Mouse in Delhi. Thank you, Teresa. Buy some mm. cheese, people. It's delicious. But, you know, we wanted to talk about the shareholder quickly. You know how you become a shareholder of the show? You give us money, that's good. Real good. <laughs> it's favorable. Yeah, that's the best thing. But you know what else you can do to be a shareholder? Just give us a present. You know, some people give us booze. I like booze. Mm. We like beer. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also like uh, uh, musical instruments. And one of our uh, uh, listeners, Chris Unwin. Yep. Correct? Chris Unwin. What up, Uncle Wood? He uh, insisted... Insisted be, be, that he make sure that he dropped us off at Michael, our band leader's house, that he could deliver to us a brand new cowbell. And I'll, ha- I'll have you know, we'll put it to good use, Chris. And because of your generous gift, not only am I going to call you a shareholder of the show, but you are also the listener of the week. He's a listener of the week. This is his week. It's your it's week, Unwin. Congrats, buddy. And there's only one more person we have to talk to before we get to the band. And that is our good buddy, the Haitian Dwarf. And he says this week, five stars, fantastic episode, best video version of the show ever, HD, HD. Oh, scathing review, scathing review. Yes, of course our video failed last week because we don't know how to work this shit. (laughs) (laughs) When did we ever say we knew what we were doing on this program? We are the only uh, late night talk show in Canada just because the rest of the country sucks. Like, uh, <laughs> if anyone was better at this, they would do it, and then we would we wouldn't even be uh, be able to say that about ourselves, right? That's right. But we're gonna ride it out. Yeah, and get better. And like, better. Uh, I figured something out. It's working this week, isn't it? Perfect. I call it the uh, the curse of Bruce Feltry. Mm. He's oh, the one that yeah. bitched that we were catering too much to the uh, the YouTube audience, and now and then he cursed our YouTube. He did on purpose. Called so us right out. Yeah. Curse him. Curse Bruce right back. <laughs> Curse you, Bruce. 
No, I would never do that. To his, he's an actual shareholder. Yeah, I know he is. Yeah, bottle of whiskey. Mm. Gone and recycled. Delightful. Yeah, that's Don't, a good gift. Is that Was that the result of the puking? Was the whiskey? Mm-hmm. Is that why we... we no, we, I don't think so. Is no. that why you said earlier, don't bring whiskey? No, you know what happened with that? No, that other girl, uh, she just said she maybe she pukes on whiskey. We met a girl one time and said she couldn't... Um, I, have I ever told Booby Sue's story on here before? I'm not sure. Never heard it. You haven't? <laughs> neither of neither of we, so... Okay, well, there's this girl one time. We were camping. I was newly married, mm. right? Beautiful Bruce Peninsula. Bruce Peninsula. We're up in Tobemory. You ever nice. been to Tobemory? Been. Beautiful, beautiful. Gorgeous. Georgian Bay. Gorgeous. And we're up there, uh, and we're camping, and uh, and we have a big group of people. We've been going every year to up there, and the group keeps getting bigger, and people keep bringing new people. And this time, this, these girls we knew brought uh, one of her, their friends. We didn't know her. She was sleeping in a tent, so they were telling us about her. They were saying her name's Sue, and uh, she, uh, whatever you do, don't give her whiskey and don't give her weed. Because last time she had whiskey and weed, she was uh, running naked through the campfire. So, so challenge accepted. Give her whiskey. <laughs> Sounds like a great time. Yeah, we immediately. The old auntie there. We immediately started looking for both whiskey and weed. Because yeah. <laughs> we were like, this is going to be a fun night, right? And my friend Chad, who is a great, uh, the most entertaining guy to camp with, you ever get a chance to go camping with them? You're, you're going to have the time of your life. But one of his moves is. He likes to um, get in strip-offs with girls, you know? He likes to try to encourage like, them to take their clothes off, and he'll take his clothes off. But he's naked anyway. Like, he's going to get naked anyway. Any night. He's, he's that guy. Yeah, there's five stages of Chad. There's, like, the, <laughs> the happy Chad, you know, the uh, angry Chad, the naked Chad, the loving Chad, and the uh, crying Chad. Crying, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it ends with Chad. It ends, with, ends with crying. Always ends with crying. Dude, yeah. Maybe puking. Any guy that tends to get naked, there's always crying yeah. somewhere in yeah. Love you, dude. It ends with, Love you, bro. There's usually like an injury, friend, too. Man. Usually a horrible injury in there. Yeah, well, there's an injury somewhere <laughs> dude, in there. Dude, I don't even care if, like, my dick's small. I like it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so uh uh chad uh he 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 uh we uh she we had given her a few some whiskey etc <laughs> and then uh at one point chad and instigates the strip off with her and he, he's it's 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 like it's like watching a maestro at work you know he's like beautiful <laughs> at it because he's done so many times and the way he's the way he's doing it he gets down anyways it's, it's just wonderful it's an art it's an art so they're down to the point of the strip off where Chad's in his underpants and uh, Booby Sue is in her. Uh, oh, sorry, we ended up calling her Booby Sue. But Booby Sue's <laughs> in her. Uh, <laughs> she's in her bra and panties. Green, as I remember, Dave. So, uh, anyways. Uh, floral pattern. Was it floral? It was, uh, anyways, uh, I remember green. Uh, but, anyways, uh, so she, we're in bra and panties. So it comes to a point, Chad. Chad uh, uh, moons, and this is a great story about my brother too, because my brother Paul, one of the proudest moments of my life was watching Paul this whole time. Because Paul's sitting on a chair, and he's and there's this one girl who's on this trip who's like a friend of my wife's, I think. Yeah, a friend of my wife's, and uh, she came with another dude who I guess didn't want to be there with her, and uh, so everybody else, you know, was kind of like trying to hit on her or whatever. Paul's sitting there at one point in time, like zoned in, two of them talking to each other. I'm thinking Paul's wheeling this girl or whatever. And then uh, so at the point in the time where it's brown panties time, Chad moons the girl. It comes time for Booby Sue to moon. So she pulls down her panties and moons. Paul's still talking to this girl, eyes locked, you know, with this girl. 
in mid-conversation, sees out of the corner of his eye this girl's exposed ass, and without even thinking, just whack, Natural. just smack the ass. Like, he couldn't. <laughs> Stop himself. Like it was a reflex. <laughs> it's a natural reflex. A natural, natural reflex. See a naked ass? Natural respect. Never interrupted his conversation with the woman at all. Like it was nothing. For a guy <laughs> whose eyes are permanently closed, like. Oh, yeah. He sees all. That's not 20, bad. 2020 vision out of these. What is it? That should be the name of the episode. 2020 vision out of these slits. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm good. So, um, <laughs> uh, so anyways, it comes now, now the moon's done, and now it's time to expose something, right? So my friend Chad does this masterful move where he uh, removes his uh, undergarments behind a, like a lawn chair, and then he like... He, oh. He wiggles out of them. Oh, it's my it's my cord. Super high kick. Sorry. So he he wiggles out of his uh, he he wiggles out of his underpants and he's hiding himself naked behind the chair. And then he kind of he kind of covers his dick and he kind of like like a small steps his way to like the chair beside the uh, another girl. And he's like hiding the fact that he's naked kind of thing. But then all of a sudden he like with his back to the main the main group of people but with his actual body exposed to the girl in front of him he like lifts his leg up like way up like this <laughs> and just is like like uh so like how you doing right he's saying to some other girl while he's like exposing his nuts and balls and everything like his ass you can even see like it's disgusting right anyways uh the, so chad's naked and he's pleased as punch to be naked but the rest of the crowd wants the contest to be even, so she has to either go bra or panties, right? Okay. This girl's a bra girl. She decides to go bra. So she's gonna flash us her tits. So she does a quick flash of her tits, and Charters and I are both like, damn it, that was awesome. Because you don't get to see uh, uh, like tits that often. Yeah, how old are we? Like I was just married like a year, so I was like 25. <laughs> so my wife's sleeping in a tent, right, at this time. So then I go, uh, so then the girl flashes her tits, so Charles and I are like, man, we would like to see your boobs again <laughs> because we liked it so much the first time. So we were like, uh, uh, you know, no wonder you showed your, your boobs. Uh, if I paid that much for them, I'd show them too, you know? Like, uh, we went that route. Compliments. <laughs> you know, like, uh, if I paid, you know, we said they were fake boobs, They must right? be fake. You went the gentleman route. Yeah, I, they were fake boobs. So, of course, she took the bait. Like, we forgot we had even said it. And we were just chatting on the picnic table, and all of a sudden she comes right to Charters, right in Charters' face, right? No way. Yeah, and she just pulls up her bra. Flopped him out? Yeah, and she's like, look at them. <laughs> you think these are fake? You know, she's like yelling at him. And then she's like, you know, grab them, you know, grab them, right? Charters wow. like smoking a cigarette, just looking at her boobs, you know? That really escalated. Yeah, it was like right away we're in this, right? And uh, so I'm sitting beside him, and she's just screaming at him to grab her boobs, like, check if they're real or whatever. So, like, I reach over, and I, I grab her boob, and I give it a honk. I honked it. I went like this, and I actually said with my voice, honk, like that. Right? That's what I did. Hilarious, right? I thought. We were having a great time. Go to the tent, tell my, my wife of one year. You wouldn't believe what we just did. Me and Charles out there, chatted to the strip off. Uh, this girl shows her tits to Charles, and I honk her boob. What? She's crying. She's crying in the tent. She's, you know, she's like, I've, I've ruined her marriage. 
I'm like, what? I said honk. I said honk. Like, what kind of sexual experience is it when I go honk? That's not like I'm not like like cheating on you. I said honk. You have to say honk. Though. Doesn't that make you in the clear? That's the part that makes it, you in the clear. I've argued this to like when she was in in school in university. I would argue to her classmates because we were already married. I'm like, I said honk. They're like, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. That's terrible what you did. They're just like really mad at me. I'm like, I don't think I did anything wrong. That was pretty funny. And then like 10 years later, I'm at my friend's uh, a bachelor party. And this girl comes up to me because we're trying to get these uh, bachelorettes to come back to our uh, hospitality suite we booked because we'd be a better party, right, for my cousin. And then uh, as it turns out, uh, the girl's like, no, uh, I go, do you want a drink? And she's like, I drink, I'll take tequila. So we ordered meat charters and uh, these other two broads, like these bridesmaids, they're wearing like tiaras or some bullshit, you know? And then bridesmaids go out, they all have like sashes and dick hats and whatever. <laughs> Yeah, happy Women's Day. But um, <laughs> yeah, bachelorette parties fucking suck compared to like a, a bachelor party, don't you think? Ah. Or is it for women it would be different because women are doing what they like. Oh, yeah, they're having but, a good time. But for men it would be horrible to be part of that day, right? And vice versa? Vice versa. It's yeah, good they to be around like, if you're not part of that day, though. Like if, you, if, if my wife came to the Van Dyke Hockey Tournament, would she have a good time? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> But if someone else's wife came around to the Van Dyke Hockey Tournament, they might have a good time. Oh, sorry, Larry. Um, yeah. What? You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't want to be in uh, a bachelorette party, but I would like to be out and bump into a bachelorette party. Yeah. Like, that's a good time. It's a really good time, right? So that was our th thought anyways, because it is fun. They're looking to have a good time. We're looking yeah. to have a good time. They're at a bachelorette party. We're just having a bachelor party. Let's have a good time, right? It's nothing sexual. It's nothing anything. So the girl buys me... Uh, uh, or I buy the four tequilas. Then the girl says to me, uh, I don't drink tequila. What? Uh, and then I go, she goes, you drink mine. I'm like, well, I just bought you a fucking drink. I didn't get it. So she says, I'm putting the, I'm licking my thumb, you know, to put the salt on it. And she goes, no, no, you don't lick there. It's a, uh, you lick on here. And she pointed like at the part of her boob, oh. the part of her boob that wasn't the boob fat. It wasn't the bone. It was the cusp. The cusp. I hope you said honk before you let that. <laughs> you know, that's a, <laughs> that's an excellent point, Chris, because I did not at this point say honk. I just licked the boob four times because I had to lick it once to make it wet and then put the salt on and then lick it off. And then I had to do two shots. So that's four licks on an uh, upper tit area. What so about I, a mortar boat The cusp. Sound. The, the titty cusp. The titty cusp, right? So if you look at the two crimes I committed here against my wife, crime one, boob grab honk. honk, yeah, right. Crime two, lick the boob cuss four times of a strange woman. <laughs> Both of them I admit to my wife. Mm -hmm. Which one do you think is the worst crime? The, the number two. Number I'll take three. door number two. Do you think no, door number two? You know two? what? I'm, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to go with number one because number one was the first time. Number two, she's expecting. She's like, you know what? This motherfucker is going out. He's probably going to try to honk a boob. Or he's going for some titty cusp. Yeah. yeah. I know what's going down. And you know, you bang, bang on. Prepared. You nailed it. You nailed it because that's exactly what happened, Dylan. She, she, uh, she had no, Im no reaction at all. She just laughed it off. How was it? And then I, then I said to her, now this is we're married 10 years at this time. 
the the second incident we're married 10 years so i say to her in front of my sister because i wanted to have a witness when i admitted to my crime so i told her the story in front of my sister anyways uh jane just laughed at me and i go why are you why last year when i just like grabbed a girl's boob and said honk you cried and now or like 10 years ago you cried and now this year i lick a boob four times that seems worse to me laugh at me she goes because i'm married to you 10 years and then now i know you're an idiot <laughs> that's what she said ding, ding, ding. yeah yeah i'm like thank god freedom finally. nine years from now knuckle deep yeah yeah nine <laughs> years from now no no that's why she that's why she trusts me is because that's my my crimes are those little ones like uh you know she sat on my lap for a while and I touched her leg. <laughs> I gotta admit, that was upper thigh. It was nice. <laughs> That's the worst I'm gonna do. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. yeah. It's not gonna be anything bad. Like I didn't really want her to be there, and after a while, my back got sore. But it was nice. Then I went to bed. It's nice to get the attention for a little bit. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know what? We have a great band in here today. We sure do. And it's a Women's Day. Are what? you trying to get feedback from women? <laughs> women's feedback. Yes, I am trying Get to get because you're talking to a guy, a room full of guys, and you're asking for their opinion of what? Of your transgression. <laughs> well, do you want who's who do you who do you want to ask then? You're the one. Get on the mic then. You can't just go away when you start something. Uh oh. You you so who's? Well, I'm just putting out there if women want to give feedback to your show. <laughs> you're doing this for the power trip. I know you are. You want to be. You want to feel it. I don't have to do that. Cause yeah, that's all. Just, you know, reach out to live from a Dutch hall and uh, voice your opinion on this Ooh. show. Oh, tell Peter to. I'm popping. There I am. Sorry about that, people at home. Okay, so you were asking for other people's feedback. I thought you wanted to say, why didn't I ask a woman? Well, you were a woman. I can ask you, because you were the actual woman that was offended. She's your wife, though. You're the horse's mouth. It's a different thing. Oh, right. Uh, you, you told the story accurately. It's all good. Oh, really? Well, that's amazing. <laughs> After all those years, I actually haven't totally made it up. Anyways. Me? Uh, I just got this vision of Admiral Akbar from Star Wars going... It's a drop. <laughs> You're in big trouble, buddy. With those women? <laughs> you want to hear a good, uh, a, a good and brief boob story? Yes. All right. So I was playing uh, my other band. I'm in another band. I play guitar in that. It's a duo. Um, so we were playing in London last weekend at Fitzray's. You guys been to Fitzray's? No? So it's like a restaurant oh. bar type thing, right? And uh, I need some. Okay. Anyway, so Keep it's going. like a restaurant bar thing, and like, it's on a corner. So all along, uh, it's going to be tough for people listening. But all along the all along the outside of the bar is glass and windows, right? So I'm up on stage tuning my guitar, and uh, I I look to my right, and there's the window, and all along, right, all along. So I look to my right, and there's curtains and this little part in the curtain, and I just hear bang, bang, bang. So I look in the middle of doing shit so I kind of look and there are these two like they might be the drunkest human beings I've ever seen in my life <laughs> maybe right they couldn't stand they couldn't even like they were like cockeyed you know when you get so fucked up 
you like look in two different directions. Oh you know my what I mean. goodness! Pete knows what I mean. Yeah. Although I can't tell where you're looking, so I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, so so she's just there. There, it's two of them. One is short blonde hair. Other is tall black hair. And the short hair one just kind of waves, and I look, and I'm like, hi. And then I keep tuning my guitar, and then they, I hear bang, bang, bang. And I look over again, and she's like, shirt up, tits pressed against the window, and it's March in Canada. Yes. Cold, right? Yeah, yeah. She could have, like, just, she could have, like, mission Broke impossible. Broke She could have mission impossible and, like, done the little circles into the glass. Oh, right. and shit. <laughs> right? He knows, yeah, he's Very all turned nice. on now. I like that. I do like that. Yeah, me too. I mean, I was into it. Knuckle. I was into it. Yeah. Um, so she looked, she, she, she's, like, gut, kind of, I mean, I mean, yeah. I don't mind a gut. A Unapologetic gut. gut. That's Unapologetic. Honest. That's an honest gut. Blind, drunk gut. Just, yeah. let's be brutally Sometimes that honest. That could be, a, like, a distended liver to the <laughs> girls that. I wouldn't even be fucking surprised. Yeah. Psoriasis and shit. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. that's, you see girls loose around the middle, it's because their liver's all just shot out from all the wine. It's not because you're two kids. No, it's not because you're two kids. No, it's, it's because you've been drinking the Pinot for yeah the Pinot thirty two years. Yeah, you have anyway, pails. so best part about this whole thing and where it deviates from the boobs is I so she's she's gut tits pressed against a window, kind of like rubbing, just doing a little rubbins. <laughs> she's just rubbins a little, kind of like this, like gut pressed right out, just like this. She's like jaw. She's into it. Like she's uh, so into it. She's Turkish like, prison. Like frat like or flash. She's like doing like, the like she's like that? doing the flash dance and all back. Oh. And uh, so I, I kinda go I give her I didn't know what to do, so I gave her the finger guns. <laughs> Classic. Nice. I didn't know what Classic. to do. I just yeah. kinda I like I can't verbalize nice tits. Yeah. I can't say I can't mouth it, right? So I just give her the finger guns, like. Perfect. That's What's a, up? You have two moves. You have thumbs up or finger guns. Right. I went with the finger yeah. guns. I wanted to look a little, you know. Thumbs up's dangerous. old school. Thumbs, thumbs up goes is old like, school. like 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 mainstream. Right. Yes. Like regular culture. Yeah, I agree. Where counterculture, gun or double gun. And the click. <laughs> I clicked. I even clicked. She couldn't hear me, but I clicked. Yeah. yeah. Best part of the story is, so there was short blonde. Titties, yeah. Tall black, right? Black she, hair or black skin? Black hair, not okay. black skin. Black no. hair, white as it goes. Yeah. She uh, she bangs on the window when I turn away, and I turn back, and her ass is pressed up oh. against the window, oh. but not just ass, spread. Yes, the whole junk. Spread wow. ass, the whole junk. Asshole. full asshole, oh, asshole, man. like and just kind of like like just gyrating. That is, that is taking it to a new level. Against the window, I got full I gooch. I got full taint. I got full asshole. <laughs> I'm gonna, what'd you do to that? Against the window. I, did, I couldn't finger gun. I was paralyzed. Yeah. I was paralyzed. I didn't just know what to do. I just kind of stood off. there. My head just kind of started cocking like this, and I just kind of... Kept looking. I didn't know she what to do. She must have terrible tits. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> she, she couldn't compete with the other girls, and so she's like, I'm going. Though. I only got one move. Going full board. <laughs> 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 What's the name of the place again? <laughs> Chris is on his way. Tit, tits rays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to book a comedy show there, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Sounds so, full, great. Full asshole, full asshole against glass. Rare. Yeah, that is very rare. rare. If that's on your bingo card, you don't often get to no, hit it with the water. Because yeah. you know, if these girls are that comfortable, they're regulars there, right? 
Yeah. There and everywhere. Yeah. And everywhere. Okay. Let's book it. Yeah. <laughs> done. Done and done. Anyways, I let's get the let's let's hear let's hear a song sure. right now from uh, yeah. the Jesse Murphy Trio. Yeah. Uh, what what are you gonna start with? Uh, play for us today, Jesse. We're gonna start with our uh, own rendition of a Stephen Stills tune called "Love the One You're With." All right, awesome. Very nice. So, with, ladies and gentlemen, from Norfolk County, one of our prides. If you're gonna go see live music in Norfolk County, you're eventually gonna run into these guys. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear, hear it for the Jesse Murphy Trio. Woo! Woo!
the Jesse Murphy Trio, everyone. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. All right, guys. Uh, so how long have you guys been together? How long has it been now? This incarnation? I yeah. Re I replaced their old drummer. Uh, this is my second year. Yeah. May last year. And then, so the original band. These dudes have been, what, three years, four years now? Yeah, it's going on four years. The original band was a buddy from work who played bass. And my cousin, yeah, who played drums, and it just kind of got thrown together, and and then then how did you uh, make the splits with the people? Because so uh, the bass player ended up moving to Alberta, and then my cousin lives north of Toronto. It's just too much of a commute. Ended up meeting Eric. He is actually a really good guitar player, but plays bass. So he got in on it. Now I'm a <laughs> now I'm a bass player. <laughs> yeah, now he's a full time bass player. But and then uh, how did you meet? How did you meet Dylan then? Well, your guys' relationship goes back farther than I know. See, I knew Dylan way back in high school. This guy was playing all the crazy John Mayer shit and whatnot, and we always hung out in the music room, and that was that. So. Oh yeah, so you knew each other from from being kids together. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And both yeah. grew up at like, uh, wh where'd you go to school? SES. Yeah. Simcoe. And then Wyndham. Wyndham before. Even together in Wyndham? Not together. He was a couple years older than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. But in the same school, though. So you're a Wyndham yeah. guy, too? Yeah. Oh, awesome. I'm a Wyndham. Yeah. Yeah, that's a Wyndham. Like, I'm a Wyndham guy. Mm -hmm. Drink. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Represent. You know, drink Norfolk. Cheers to that. Drink Norfolk. That's, yeah, if, yeah. You, if you hear Wyndham. It's the you drinking got, game, right? Cheers yeah. to Wyndham. Cheers to Wyndham. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, when I, I actually cost uh, the uh, – I, I coached at one, to, one time the Victoria. The Victoria uh, – uh, uh, There's another one, isn't it? What is it? Three – what do they call that? Fastball? What, slow pitch? A fastball. Fastball, nice. Like for, for kids. So I coached a kids team of mixed – like boys and girls. My daughter was on the team. And uh, we played Wyndham. And uh, I cost our team the game because I passed the ball to the winning person by accident. Like, I kicked it to him thinking I'd help the kid out. And Represent. Then, and then I cost <laughs> our whole kids the tournament, the whole tournament. We were out. and uh, But it was a hot day, and all the kids just wanted to go home anyways. And we got a trophy for for losing. You ran out of orange slices? Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I made Wyndham victorious in that tournament. That's but all I'm gonna say. Like I, I'm representing Wyndham all the time because my allegiance is I'm not Victoria. <laughs> no offense to Victoria, but I don't represent you, and you don't represent me. <laughs> That's a right. spirit. But uh, <laughs> I moved, so I moved. I moved away. I went to college in the states for like almost four years. Berkeley, almost. it's no big deal. I went to. I went to music school. I went to Berkeley. So I I moved away for you know a bunch of years, and then he and I didn't. Nothing. I was, you know, I was, I was away. So I came home, and uh, I was like, "Fuck, who the fuck am I gonna play music?" With <laughs> he needed here? some work. Yeah, I need to work. Right? <laughs> like, I didn't know who the fuck was playing music around here. I'd been gone for years, and then. Now I think our first gig when you came back was at the Simcoe Arms. I think you're right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, played at the Simcoe Arms. Yeah, and we played a duo gig, and then he recommended some about the Jesse Murphy trio to me and then they told me that the drummer was leaving. I was like, well, I'm not a fucking drummer, but hey. <laughs> yeah. You are I'll now. Play, He's not a drummer, drums. but yeah. he'll do. I'll play the drums, so he'll do. fuck <laughs> it. And I decided to just be the drummer in the band and now my second year. Dude, you honestly do a great job. That's why you're still doing it. So, Jerry. 
<laughs> but you have to go back now. We have to go back to uh, you just said something when you said uh, Berkeley. Berkeley, yes, Berkeley. Yeah. yeah. You went to you go you went to Berkeley for how many years? Uh, I did three and a bit. And how long ago? I got back two years ago. Really? Okay, so recently. Yeah. Recently. So like Berkeley and hi- like historically mm-hmm. was a really outspoken like. Uh, no, 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 different Berkeley. Yeah, Here's it's the, not anymore. This is the common misconception. Berkeley, California is like... Ooh, UC, air that out. Is UC Berkeley. UC Berkeley, yes. Yeah, I went to a different, completely different Berkeley. Boston. I go to that. I went to Berkeley went to College of Boston. Music in oh, Boston. Fucking I didn't quiz. go to that fucking school. <laughs> uh, so, fucking Southeast. Hey, kid, I didn't go to Cheater. fucking school in fucking California. <laughs> yeah, 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 I yeah. fucking a lot of coffee my fucking cat kid went to yeah. fucking Dunkin'. Yeah. Lived wow. in fucking Worcester. Fucking blue. It's like you lived there. What? Yeah. Just beside the Villanova. Yeah. Southern yeah. fucking mass. Rattlesnake fucking harbor. Rattlesnake harbor. I spent some fucking time in Boston. <laughs> yeah. So, no. Uh, different different Berkeley. Different Berkeley. Different but school. I'm aware of that Berkeley, and I do not. Uh, I, uh, for the record, I don't. I don't agree with anything that they're doing. I don't even know what they're doing anymore. I think they're they like used throwing, to do stuff, and now they don't do anything. They're like throwing bricks through windows and. I don't know. They're doing weird shit. Really? Yeah, they're weird. There's they're a lot weird of weird. There's a lot of weird stuff going on everywhere. Like people, like if you pay attention. If you pay attention. Here's if you're world. on the internet, then yeah. it seems like the world is fucking ending. But if you open your yeah. fucking eyes for half a second, yeah, it's pretty good, right? It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. This podcast can go really deep. <laughs> it's true though. It yeah. is true though. It's a rabbit hole. It's like if you like. That's what I always think about when people talk about like Iran or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, have you met a person from Iran? The one that just, like, works drywalling in Iran. You know, like a regular dude. I'm sure yeah. he's cool. He's probably a regular <laughs> dude that's just worried about, like, regular shit. Right. He, he, he doesn't give a shit life. about whatever the Ayatollah Khomeini or whatever is yeah. fucking going on about. He probably thinks he's a crazy son of a bitch, too. Like, we don't... Like, when Trudeau... It doesn't matter how many times Trudeau says, Canadians feel this. It doesn't mean I feel that. And I'm a fucking Canadian, I guess. That's yeah. a spirit. <laughs> I, yeah. think I'm, I think I might end up being your... I don't want to go too deep down this rabbit hole. I'll end up being your new political analyst, but oh yes, <laughs> it's 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 weird. If you pay attention to the internet, and if you are on Twitter or you're on Instagram or you're on Facebook or you're on any of those social media platforms, it seems like everybody's pissed off about something. Yeah, every day their thing. So it's always their thing. Yeah, and whether it be comedians going, yeah, yeah. going stepping over the line with some kind of joke, yeah, you know, and offending some marginalized group. Usually it's like six people too. Yeah, then, that's their job. Yeah, <laughs> it's their job. Yeah, cross the line. They're, pr- they're probably Russians, right? At this point, you know what I mean. Trying to I sow just the don't understand how some the seeds of communism. Like there's certain things that they make like that are like uh, offensive, no matter what they are. Like yeah. they're just offensive. Yeah. Like blackface. You can't wear blackface. But if I'm in, uh, doing a skit where I'm impersonating Mr. T. I can't just have a mohawk and a bunch of chains on. You need to know I'm Mr. T. I gotta wear like something on my face, right? Right. Yep. I would expect if Mr. T was playing Pete Van Dyke in a skit, Mr. T would face. have to wear white face in order to make his thing. Chappelle did an amazing white face, yeah. didn't he? No yeah. one gave a shit. Well, I think it's bec- you know what it is, and, and Downey Jr. did blackface. <laughs> yeah, mm. drop he out did letter. hard blackface mm-hmm. for an wow. entire movie, right? But yeah. that was before all of this hysteria, right? Yeah, yeah. I think... Do you think the pendulum will swing back? <clears throat> yeah, man, it has to. It is. It, right? it, it is right now. Because there's the other side as well. There's the other side 
which is the, you know, the people with the the, the Hitler youth haircut, like our friend over here. <laughs> the you hipsters, I mean? yeah. The, yeah, the hipsters. Well, it's not just that, but there are other people on the other side that are going too far the other way, where they're yeah, holding yeah. Walmart tiki torches and walking down the fucking road saying, yeah, yeah. we're not going to adhere to your bullshit. That's the other yeah, wrong yeah. way. So it's, uh, both sides are going to pull you to the middle, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. But that, Eventually. That, that requires common sense. But you know what they say about uh, times that are, like, uh, politically or economically or even, like, uh, or socially, like, uh, troubling is when the best music is made. When that, like, we're actually going to get... The 60s and the 90s. Yeah, every time there's, like, an economic downturn or a political downturn, like, like people feel that angst and whatever, and good music comes out of it, at least, you know? Because uh, look at the 80s when everything was going good, music stunk, Mm -hmm. right? the worst and then the, <laughs> even the 90s like only the beginning when we had the recession right it was grunge right yeah but then at the end when it got good it was music turned into backstreet and boys been, and bullshit and it's been that like since chain rap shit since chain yeah. rap whatever that stuff is, yeah like that gucci yeah. rap or whatever the fuck yeah <laughs> you know and it, you know there's there's <laughs> yeah. but the, the interesting thing about and it is of music is like it's there you just have to look, right? Yeah, yeah. There's if always you're listening good music. To, and I have this conversation with my girlfriend, and if she's listening, <laughs> she's listening. She listens to the just radio, right? Yeah. She's like, "Why can't I hear any good music on the radio?" It's because radio is dead, yeah. dead, and it died a minute ago. Like right? t- like TV. Like TV. Yeah. Do you guys still have cable? Unfortunately, no, man. Yeah. what's that? Yeah, right. I, like, <laughs> it's dead. Radio's dead. And, and, yeah. and they play... 2000. It's anything that is, like, specifically built to make the most amount of people possible happy is not going to be the best thing because they're trying to be as milk toast, watered down, and good for everyone thing. They're not going to be cutting edge or playing the newest, coolest stuff. Right. Or the stuff that's pushing music in the next direction right right and because the beautiful part about the internet now is that there's no there's no one that has to validate your art exactly like you have a you have the access to the world through the internet without having anybody say like i believe in what you're doing like i believe that uh you guys are good you don't need someone to tell you you're good if you think you're good and you can go find your people that agree with you that you're good then you're good and you don't that, need to have a like a, a record executive tell you you're good anymore. And to yeah. that point, I mean, you also don't have to do that if you don't want to. And that's also the salient point is that if you don't plug in quite so much, you'll realize that there's so much to the fucking world around you that you won't experience because you're so busy trying to get followers or trying to get. Yeah, but there's, there's, uh, I agree. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean, and I agree with you. But there's another way to do it, and is actually like touch people and like talk to them and the way like that I think we're touch people. Well, yeah, like well, he yeah, can't do that anymore. Yeah, he, baby. Jeez, yeah, uh, this is 2018. Chris, why are you back here? It's because that one time I touched you. You know damn well. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like you have to actually be in contact with people and uh, and actually develop like right. something that's like. But they feel like a stronger connection to than just like, uh, yeah. you know, like even so- social media. That's a game, you know. You can play the algorithms and get the the followers and all that stuff. And you have a bunch of these douchey L.A. people that are like uh, 
trying to show their ass to ever, the world that are now your follower that don't give a shit about your show or right. anything you're doing, right? Those, if you're going to play that game, you can fool yourself into believing you're more important than you are. Or but that, that that game is even real in the first place. Yeah, that that's all this nonsense. It's not real. No. The, the ones, like when I think about this show and I think about like the people that actually like the show and the super fans and stuff like that, the real people, like they don't give, they don't, um, they're like, uh, they don't really, I didn't need to uh, do that crap to get them. They just like the, what we're doing, you know, like right. they well, just like what we're doing. It's funny you mentioned that because today I was kind of preparing for coming in, right? Because I, I wanted to come in and be able to talk to you guys and know what the fuck was going on and what you do in the show. So I yeah. listened to a couple of shows and I was like, man, these guys got their shit together. They're doing their thing. They're doing what they want to do. And they're just hanging out. Just hanging yeah. out. Just it's real stuff. Yeah, and that, I appreciate that so much. Yeah. Well, that's what we're trying to capture is just the fact that there are a lot of people in a lot of parts of the world are just sitting around in sheds of various or <laughs> man caves or garages or fucking backyards or whatever they're doing. And they're just sitting around chatting like real people do. Not right. about not like, uh, you know, like uh, uh, like they do on TV where it's all like uh, worried about uh the consequence of every statement, you know, and yeah. even comedy, they're trying to make it that way that you can't even explore an issue because just stay away from it because then you don't have to worry about those people getting offended. But I'm like, well, there's, but there's counterpoints mm -hmm. who, who can like, who, who's allowed to counterpoint something like global warming or something like that. You yeah. know, like what if there's evidence, like actual scientific evidence to say it's bullshit. Can you not say that out loud without being, told you're an idiot it's being constructive yeah. right like yeah. if, if it's based on science but they're telling you're an idiot like even a guy that's trying to like explain gender you know and explain that there could be a count like we could be going too far too quick or whatever we're maybe doing too many changes that it's not uh you know maybe we're, there's not enough data or you know i don't know what it is but there could be something to it but people are so close to the idea of another side that they say that don't even get into it, you know, you can't even talk about it, you know. And I think, well, because people just want to know their their one side and get it like reaffirmed all the time, and they go on the internet to find their side of the point, and they just keep getting it reaffirmed. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm getting off topic, but this is what this is what my point is. The other last week, I played a gig in in Woodbridge. You know, uh, it's by like Vaughn, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah, I went to this club. <laughs> it was like a hookah bar, and it had like you could get booze and food there. It was nice. I had like a mango hookah. We gotta start playing Fancy. weed bars. That's <laughs> yeah. what we got. That sounds do. great. It wasn't weed. It was uh, it was hookah? flavored tobacco. Oh, okay. Yeah, just yeah. hookah. Tobacco yeah. shisha. Yeah, that's what they called it. That's what they called it. Shisha. Shisha. Cute. And uh, but anyways, it was a good place. But I was like the like one of the few white people in the room. Like I was <laughs> very much like in the minority. Sure. And I drove up with a, a black guy too, right? Like, uh, so he was the host of the show. And he's getting excited the whole time. Like, he's excited for me to go up, eh? <laughs> and uh, I'm just looking, and I'm like, I don't know. Toronto, I bomb in Toronto every time, right? Like, uh, people in Toronto hate me. Except for when I played the Hostel, which is people from all over the world, they liked me. But people uh, in Toronto generally don't like me. Why do, for, you, why do you think that is? I, I think, well, this is the, my point. These people didn't. These people love me. And usually black people in the room, uh, this is a racist comment, I suppose, they love me. <laughs> I'm always happy when I see a black person. I'm like, oh, thank God there's a black person here. You know, so he's going to get my joke, you know? And I was thinking about it a lot. Why do black people always like my jokes? Because my jokes aren't about black things or white things. Like, I don't even talk about race at all. It's just about dicks, mostly. 
So I'm like, why do they like it so much? I think it's because no matter if your message is good or your message is bad, like if you're like saying like I'm a, a you know a, a white supremacist, I got a tiki torch, right? <laughs> and then uh, you, I hate everybody that's not white. You know that guy's obviously like a nut job, and everybody uh, that's not white is gonna not like that guy, right? A black person is gonna think that person is not nice. Even the white people might not like him. Even the white people might not like him, right? They're they're overextending Oops. too, so they're going to be extra not liking him. And then there's like the other side, which is like the people that are saying we got to be good to everybody. We got to like make sure that everybody's treated equal and the gender stuff and the you got to you got to be nice to everybody no matter what their choices are and everybody's a different person all that stuff. That's all noble shit, right? Everyone's like, oh, that's all like sounds good. If you disagree with it, you're evil or whatever. But for the people that are like not part of the, that don't feel like they're part of the decision-making process and what these stupid rules are, uh, they are going to think it's dumb, right? So like a, like a person that's in a, a, what do you call it, a marginalized community, like if you're in like a minority community, like, a, like if you're a new immigrant or whatever, Muslim, black, or uh, uh, Asian or whatever, you're going to feel like you come to this country and all these white people are making these decisions. They have nothing to do with me. All these crazy people talking about these, like, zim, zir, zip, or whatever. Like, it's all nonsense. Even though that's a noble reason for doing it, they're all going to feel alienated from the decision because right. they weren't part of it, right? Yeah. This is getting deep. Right? But if I say a joke where I'm hacking on the same shit, then they laugh at it because they're saying, hey, even he thinks it. And he's right. one of the white guys, that's right? That's the thing. And, yeah. and, and if you're, I imagine, I, I'm not a comedian, but I imagine if you are, everybody has. You are. You are a comedian. Uh, in rehearsal, just in rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has what? Everybody has, like, power now. Everybody has a phone. Yeah, Everybody yeah. has access to the thing, right? Yeah, the, yeah. the Twitter. Everybody. It's Twitter. Whereas now, before, I imagine, if you're a comedian, like, if you were on TV, like, it used to be, like, prior Steve Martin. Yeah. You know, dudes like that were on Letterman. And if they went just a little too far, they'd hear it maybe two weeks later in the ratings. Now, if you're Pete Van Dyke and you're playing at some, some shithole, some shithole in fucking Woodbridge, yeah, yeah. they could oh, tell you. Nice they could tell you tomorrow. They could tell you right now. They could tell oh, you yeah. during the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that then gives every audience member twenty times more power than any any audience member in the '80s or '90s. Yeah. Right. But like, who gives a shit? But that's, that's what I was going to ask you: is yeah. how do you feel about that? Being a guy telling jokes. Do you that's the, the thing. I knew a guy, he he did this joke, and it was about, like, uh, he was walking his dog, but he didn't walk his, he didn't want to walk his dog because uh, it was too much work because he's a fat guy. So he wanted to, like, uh, wear rollerblades to walk his dog, and he said, like, the the dog wouldn't go for a walk with him when he was wearing the rollerblades because even his dog knew rollerblades were gay. <laughs> that was, a, it's a good joke, That's right? It's a good yeah. fucking joke. Yeah, yeah anyways. Funny. He told the, that joke, and uh, he had some girl write a blog about it, and uh, and then he stopped doing the joke. And I'm, and, and I'm like, this one girl had the opinion that it was homophobic. It's not homophobic, really, because it's still – well, maybe it is. I don't it's know. It's not. It's not. But it's just That's a the joke. Thing. It's not, though. There's no hatred in that it's joke. It's a joke. Yeah. Homophobia, as, as defined, is a prejudice or hatred against gay people because of the fact that they're gay, right? right? That's wearing rollerblades and joking about the fact that rollerblades are gay. It's like, what was that? What's the old joke? Is like, 
there's an old joke of what's the hardest part about rollerblading is telling your dad you're gay. Yeah, that's yeah. The hard, that's yeah, the, yeah. That's like the oldest joke in the book. That's a very old joke. That's yeah. old. Yeah. That's, there's a reason why that joke makes its way into the consciousness of... And that's like, a, basically a rehash of the same joke, really. It's the same it's joke. It's the same joke. But that joke was told when right. they, nobody gave a crap about that stuff, and now they do. But that has nothing to do with being gay. It has... Yeah. It's the the joke is that rollerblade the absurdity of rollerblading being gay yeah, yeah. you know what i mean so yeah. like also it's saying that gay people generally keep themselves in great shape they like to rollerblade right <laughs> and gay people like to rollerblade which if yeah. you've ever been to la or san francisco it's fucking true yeah i saw mike one time they're all shirtless and i saw mike ro- rollerblading one time in turkey point same thing shirtless sweaty Right, Sweaty, just going down the, going on Turkey Working Point. Working up a solid. Uh, you like to do a nice July program there in Turkey. In I didn't mind it one bit. Dry Did you have training. a bandana on or a backwards ball cap? Tank uh, top for sure. <laughs> no, no shirt. We're going no shirt. We're going speedo. No shirt. We're confident. Yeah, just a speedo. He's confident. Just yeah. a <laughs> speedo. Yeah, it's a nice route down just there. Letting so it bounce. The one thing about com- that we ever like when we have musicians in here when we have comics. And this is a, this is good that Chris is here too because we would notice we notice a lot of similarities between the music world and the comedy world, as far as like you're still trying to accomplish the same thing from your audience, right? You want to like pop them, you want them to be engaged in what you're doing up there, you want them to like uh, you know show give you some response that you, the work that you put into what you're doing is going to be Absolutely. appreciated, right? Yeah, so you try different things, right? Like, do you read your crowd when you go to your crowd? Like, do you, do you change your set list based on what the yeah, crowd's into? Yeah, I would say a little bit for sure. Definitely. And like, if if you know it's older people and they like to slow dance, you'll play more slow tunes. If it's, you know, a crazy bar and it's 1 o'clock in the morning, you're going to play country. Whatever. <laughs> well, that works, too. Yeah. But if you, have a, if you had it your way, where you had enough Jesse Murphy trio uh, uh, fans, that they're coming to see you and you can play whatever you want. Like, what are you going to do? Well, I think we try and mix playing whatever we want with what we think people want to hear. Oh, yeah. And I think we do that all right. Yeah. But, it, it uh, helps that so we're you also, even when uh, we also kind of, we're not jamming necessarily in that we're collectively improvising. We like you know to keep I mean? it loose. Oh, it yeah. keeps loose. it fun for us. Yeah, yeah. Like, when we played that last song, there's that solo section where we just kind of, he just kind of takes it. We're just listening to him. We there are shows where he he'll go two minutes, three minutes, filled it down minutes. and bring yeah. it back. There up are times and, when you know. he'll communicate to us in some way, bring it down in volume and dynamics, and we'll do that just because that's just kind of how he's communicating, and that won't happen necessarily in every show. So we keeps it interesting. For we sure. found a way to keep it interesting, playing the same songs. You know, yeah. like that tune. We've played that tune a million times. Right, right, but it's always different in some little way. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that always keeps it interesting. It always keeps it so that I'm not sitting back here just going, "Fuck." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like me telling a joke. I like to work the crowd into it. Exactly. But I still know yeah. I'm going to tell the same joke. It's the same joke. Yeah. But it, the delivery might be a little different. Yeah, right? because of whatever the guy tells me at the beginning yeah. will lead me will make my setup different, right. and then at least that gives me the ability to tell a different. The same joke differently, but you, know? you and you have the you have your parts that you know you're gonna say. You have your tags. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have your punchlines. I'm not gonna miss my beats. I'm just gonna right. I'm just gonna like 
jam a bit. Like you're gonna jam. Exactly. Yeah, it's jam a bit thing. with the crowd. That's how yeah. we kind of yeah. keep it interesting. And if, when I'm fronting on the shows, which uh, if we're doing like a festival or a, we have a 45-minute or an hour, it'll be Jesse because it's Jesse Murphy Trio, obviously. But if we're doing like some four-hour show, like we said earlier, like, and we want to keep it kind of interesting, and I'm, and I'm up there, I don't use a set list. I just don't like doing it. I go right off kind of what I can tell people are doing. Yeah. You know? And you you can read the crowd. I'm sure you guys know. You can read the crowd. You can kind of tell their energy, and you kind of make a decision from there. Because I'm kind of of the opinion that like that's you'll you'll know when the time is right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'll know when the time is right, what to play, when to play it, and how to play it. Yeah. yeah. It's cool when you see us live too. When we have that like four hour gig, if you can stick around for that long, because we each play a really different music. You know, so. I, you know, Eric plays more country and stuff like that, and Dylan plays more, say, like, jam. And some, like, newer stuff, too. I play a lot of old music, a lot of funky stuff, but... Well, I got the sang, and it goes... <clears throat> There's the sang, same shit, different pile, but it's the same shit, same pile, but we're all from a different part of the pile, right? We all come from that blues era, but I'm a little bit more country-western swing. Jesse's soul and funk, and Dylan over there is Grateful Dead as hell. <laughs> so, <laughs> he does it well. He does yeah. it well. He's wearing yeah. the shirt. So that, so that, but that together ends up uh, bringing out those elements of everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it makes great. for a Speaking cool. Of, should we play more? Yes, I think we should play. Should we we play should do another one. one. Yeah, or do and a little uh, shuffle. And do you want to just uh, do just do a plain old another one? And then we'll actually, uh, and then we'll talk for a bit after. I know we're running late, but. Uh, we're we'll we'll do one more song. We'll just do it. Yeah, we'll do that. That'll be fun. We're having fun. What do you want to play this time? What should we play? Want to do Ain't That a Bitch? Should do a yeah. little, little Some old uh, Johnny Guitar Watson. Sweet. The song's called Ain't That a Bitch. Thank you. 
name's Kalaji. I took a course in business, and I can speak a little Japanese. Gotta work two years, you're one week off of pay. And when I'm on my job, better watch every word I say. Ain't that a bitch? Somebody doing something sick. Yeah, yeah. Ain't that a opened uh for crown the lion at the and delhi last year and michael you had to follow those these guys right? yeah i know it was uh, <laughs> i remember walking up to the stage and uh i had heard of them but never heard them live and was like oh yeah we gotta close this one now day eh? this would be great <laughs> we hadn't played in a while but yeah hopefully we can play again <laughs> yeah you didn't make it easy for him is what i'm saying like it was a pretty tough act to follow yeah it was Shit, sorry about that no, yeah. so when you were no they did you did a good job I'm i don't gonna, know i'm not i know you guys did a good nah, job you guys <laughs> sounded good man i stick to i, I stuck around it sounded good oh, it was fun we should definitely do it again absolutely it was a really good absolutely. turnout too yeah really 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 good turnout i was talking to someone who organizes all that <clears throat> and they were actually saying the doll high one was the most attended oh really oh really that yeah, was a good turnout yeah, yeah. 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 It was fun. Yeah, it was a fun gig for sure. That leads me to to uh, uh, poorly attended gigs. <laughs> went, we played them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, when you go to a gig and there's no one there, or like like four people or something like that, have you ever done a gig like that? Yeah, yeah. It makes it so shitty. I think yeah. the like, worst one we did recently was me and you at Jeffrey's Lounge. I gotta take a piss. Goddamn it. There was maybe yeah, eight true. people there the whole time, and it was just excruciating. We had a blast though. It was a good time. Yeah, yeah, but the, do you guys uh, change the way you play because there's four people, or do you say, like, yes. we have to keep doing it? We have to do it the same Fuck way. Fuck it. Just let yeah. it go. We kind of treat it as, like, a paid rehearsal. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You kind of have to make the most out of it. Yeah, learn something from it. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. Because you went through all the trouble, right? 
That's yeah. the way it is with mostly with comedy too. You go to a lot of gigs, exactly. especially at the beginning, that are just garbage. Yeah, it's it's hit and miss. Yeah. You can you know you never know what to expect. Sometimes it's amazing and it's packed and you're killing it, and then sometimes you show up and no one else does, and yeah, yeah. you're yeah. getting paid to <laughs> jam. So yeah, that's it. That is the the universal truth that only people that have been on a stage can understand is like that yeah. that like I gotta do it anyways. It never occurs yeah, exactly. to you not to do it. And like I don't know, we try to not play any worse or you know what I mean? Just kinda have fun with it and it's part of the career. Exactly. You gotta yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is, is paying dues, man. And you just have to do it no matter who you are. You know, you have to start somewhere and just getting out there and playing. So, I always find the body language changes, too, for us. I mean, if we're playing, I, what's coming to my head right now, we played Xander's in Brantford, <laughs> and it was awful. No one, <laughs> no one was there because they had just opened up their patio, and everybody was out back Smart. behind yeah. a door. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nobody was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the body language, and uh, my body language can't change too much, but these guys, I noticed, they kind of went and turned to me a little more. Because all of a sudden you're playing for each other. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like you do in rehearsal where everyone's yeah. just kind of facing each other and yeah. working out the kinks and stuff. You're just trying to, you know, because all three of us play guitar, so we're always trying to flash. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. You know, he's always, well, you know, if I'm on guitar, I'm always trying to turn to him and show him something cool, and he's always <laughs> doing the same for me. and. You know, Fle- both of us play drums. We'll both. He'll if I play something cool, he'll be like, yeah. You know, it's yeah. Like, it be, it, yeah. It's kind of a body language conversation it's, too. Yeah, we it, try to have fun. It's the same as comedy, right? You watch comics bomb. Mm-hmm. They actually back up in state on the stage. Yeah. Because they sense, sense, but they feel weak, right? Yeah. And so you can't th- feel weak. You gotta stand at the front. Yeah. And keep delivering, and the crowd will get into it if you yeah. stand there. If you start walking back or showing a weakness, mm-hmm. they'll eat you up. They'll eat you yeah, up because yeah, exactly. they can smell that you don't believe what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. So why the fuck should they give you any time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And that's the same as a band. If you watch a band not into it, they'll turn. And the more you guys turn into each other, the crowd will be like, well, they, they're just up there jacking each other off. <laughs> so Which we do uh, great time, time though. Time. Yeah. Hey, hey, you do it. But if you guys play to those eight people, they will come around, and those eight people will be fucking. Oh, we the do that too. Don't I mean we absolutely no, I understand. I'm we not try to. No, I know. We try to. Like, we try to put on the best. We always do. Yeah. And yeah. there's always. But the point I'm trying to make is there's a communal thing about. Oh, it. Yeah. If you guys are bomb, if you guys are on a show together and one of you bombs. You're going to go backstage and be like, bro. And then after the show, you guys talk and you guys, and two years yeah. down the line, that becomes a fucking good story. Oh, like, dude, you remember uh, when yeah, you played this a place? Day, a day. Yeah, it's the f- most pleasure you have is watching one of your friends. I know some people disagree. Shad nope. d- no, disagrees. it's such disagrees. a fucking comedian thing to say. Nope. Dude, like, Everyone loves to watch their buddies bomb. shit the bed. It's hilarious. Especially when you know they're telling good jokes that you know are good jokes. Like they they work everywhere, but then this night they're just eating shit. This guy's losing, and he's losing his confidence up there, and he's just like starting to flop sweat. That's hilarious, you know. Like yeah. there's no way you're not the back of the room talk. where you were the where the comics are are going to be laughing because they're going to enjoy it so much. Yeah. And, and the best I, part about it is it's inevitable. You're well, going to fucking bomb. Yeah, well, we're always there is always a chance we'll have a bad show. Oh yeah, we always have off nights. 
Yeah, the bad shows, it's just what you do with them, right? The bad shows, it's like whether you learn from it or you just uh, crumble and let it break you, right? That's the thing that makes you better. Yeah. And you have to. The only way, like, I always think comedy is like you guys learning uh, your chords on stage in front of people. Like, yeah. learning to play a song in front of people. That's how you learn a joke. The yeah. only way to learn it's free burn. I, yeah. yeah. I knew a comic. <laughs> I knew a comic that bombed every night four years straight. And then they quit? Or and he... no, they'd show up. You say their name three times, they'd fucking show up <laughs> like Beetlejuice. <laughs> and uh, they'd. People would put them on, right? Yeah, yeah. To torture the crowd. I don't know why, but yeah, yeah. but the thing was, she had to find her voice. I've already said it's a girl. Yeah. And now I a lot of comics liked it because the crowd was so shocked that didn't know what the fuck, <laughs> and so comics were laughing over the reaction of the crowd. But she's found her voice now, I think. Yeah. And. But sometimes it really laughs because uh, people know she's crazy. That crazy laugh, yeah. Yeah. There was this girl I worked with in the London, and she, uh, she used to pretend she shit in a pizza box. She would bring a pizza box on stage, and she wear like wacky glasses, and like she would like be like that was her her act was like shit in a pizza al- box, always wacky, you know, Yikes. and lots of props and like things to make you know she's funny because she's wearing a costume of some sort, which is really like is that comedy one on one. Is I that guess. hacky? That would be the definition of hack, I, I think. I figure yeah. that's a fucking hack. Anyways, like, she just got arrested for arson. Hey, there you <laughs> go. Makes sense. Yeah, now she's in jail. Crazy. That's like the, serious uh, crazy. You got to perform with like serious crazy yeah. a lot of times. There isn't a far leap from burning someone's house and shitting in a pizza box. No. Really? No. It's not that far of a stretch. Publicly shitting in a pizza box, just like one like, bad day. Yeah. Yeah, like on stage, you it was it was a, it was a mime shit in a pizza box. She didn't actually shit, <laughs> but produce the shit. She just pretended to shit in a pizza box. Yeah, but still, if you're the type of person that pretends to shit in a pizza box and you think that's comedy, you probably will not think twice about burning something down because you're angry or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's a cr- pizza. But I mean, like you're you're, you're <laughs> like in, in comedy, you have to put yourself up with f- some crazy fucking people like right. that, you, that you like. And they keep coming back, and no one's nice to them, because you don't want to be nice to like the shitty people, right? Yeah. Do you guys, uh, do you guys have that politics in music? Yes. That, like, do they have other bands that are like you haven't paid your dues yet or whatever? Why are you on it's this? Less so or of that. Are you getting a better, more gigs than me? More. Sp- I find it's less so than that. There's a lot of, and my man over here who went to Humber. I I sorry I don't know your name. Kevin. Kevin. Sorry, Kevin. Kevin over here. He'll. He'll attest to this. There's a lot of dick measuring when it comes to chops. Oh, like yeah. Like your technical ability. Yeah, yeah. Right? There's a lot of that. Less so, I find, around here. Thankfully, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's a decent community community of musicians. This is in actually, Norfolk? interestingly yeah. enough, I'll tell you, I've played music many a place. This is, the so far, the, the most like communal, enjoyable place. The Dutch Hall? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, but I agree. Like Where th- no one gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. And a lot of times I think a lot of people around here kind of miss what's going on because it's actually, there's a lot yeah. of cool shit going on. There's like, a lot there's of people playing there good music and stuff. Like, the yeah, big thing sure. about Norfolk is that it's such a welcoming community to, to, to music, right? It's nice. You can go play whatever sometimes. you want, have fun. Yeah, sometimes. If you're Eddie Van Halen. Some but, people, some yeah. people just want to hear like their favorite radio song, which is fine. 
but I to answer your question, I think, and feel free to jump in if you guys agree. I think a lot of the politics stuff comes from like the interpersonal relationships between other bands. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like oh, I heard Buddy, the guitar player, and so and so band is upset with the drummer and so and so band. And oh this yeah. And that. And it's a pretty fucking small community. So you, so you kind of know. Like, like I recently heard gossip. a rumor about a person in a band who like, you know, ran away and left the you know left the country, left the band for some re- crazy. You know, I won't go into details. But yeah. Like, yeah. You know, you hear shit like hear that gossip, along yeah. the way. You hear God. That's about as far as it goes. As you know, as far as I've managed to see. Yeah, we've been yeah. lucky in, lucky to have a few acts in here from lo- locally, and they've all been like, a lot of them have been like awesome. Like yeah. most of them have been great. Good dudes. Yeah, yeah, most of them have been good dudes, yeah, except for the ones that got sent to us from this other place, like <laughs> Tilsonburg. <laughs> Tilsonburg. Yeah, if they That's sent why. us from Tilsonburg, yeah, we haven't had yeah. much luck. Does it involve pizza or <laughs> no? <laughs> no. Okay, Those, good. Uh, <laughs> they they got a bad attitude out there. Tilsenberg. Yeah, Tilsenberg, yeah. They think they're better than us. Uh-oh, he's beefing with Tilsenberg. Yeah, bring it on, bring it on, Tilsenberg. <laughs> bring it on, Tilsenberg. I'm not afraid of you. first, cocksuckers. Yeah. <laughs> We're not afraid of Tilsenberg. Was it the Royal? The Royal, yeah. Yeah. No. We have actually I've seen Sloan there. Tilsenberg, yeah. though. Yeah. We haven't played in Tilsenberg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you open for Sloan? Yeah? Cool. We haven't Sweet. played Tilsonburg. Uh yeah, I have I've only done it once. I yeah. I don't think I'm invited back. We play uh <laughs> we're playing you know what I, f- I we play Brand. Brand we play Brantford a great deal. I play two we play two doors a lot. Two doors down mm. on Market Street. I really like that venue. Oh yeah, and, Mar- and Brantford? Yeah, they're great. Yeah, I we've got a show today. coming up there. Uh, yeah, we're oh, good. Actually, Plug we're it. Playing, yeah, we're playing uh, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. There you go. Hey, thank you for the Guinness, o'clock. by the yeah, way. Yeah, man, I brought Guinness yeah. to celebrate. <laughs> yeah. St. Patrick's Day at Two Doors Down? Yeah. Brand- Two Doors Down, Brantford. We, I think it's 139 Market Street. We're playing with Bad Reed, local Brantford heroes. And any uh, cover to get in? I think it's five bucks. Ten bucks. No, ten bucks. Sorry, ten bucks. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Expensive. Cheap as ten <laughs> bucks to get in, but it goes St. toward food for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here for him, and, and a great and a good time on St. Patrick's it's, Day. Uh, it's a it's a lot of really good music for ten bucks. Yeah, no shit. Bad Reed is the <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, Bad they're Reed dope. Is so good. So we start at ten o'clock. So if anyone wants to come out, check us out. Sweet. Have something to do for St. Patty's Day. That is sweet. And you know what we're gonna do one one thing before we go, because it's International Women's Day. I want to turn to my friend Chris Pick, and I want to talk to him for a minute. Chris, you're a man of the world. That's why I bring you in here. I don't bring you in here for my health. I bring you in here because you're a man of the world. You live a life that I didn't live, Chris. I know. You've been everywhere. You've done everything, right? When I need to ask someone that's worldly, I ask Chris Pick. That's what I do. Chris Pick is International Women's Day. I need to know about women. All I know is my wife. She's a wonderful (laughs) woman, right? So we can, we'll do that first. Let's 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 uh give the women a compliment. Women are better than men. Oh, we all know are. that. Totally. Yeah, they're better than us. We get it. We watch the Oscars. Um, uh, we were pieces of shit. We get it. You know, I'm a white man. I'm garbage. The Oscars taught me that. Now, <laughs> that being said, women are great. Can you tell me a story? No, there's a, not every woman is great. We have to admit that. No, not every woman is great. You know, sometimes you'll date a woman. You're like, this is a woman of my dreams. I'm going to marry her. 
and have a couple kids and I'm going to build a life. Other women, you're like, this is the worst woman I've ever met in my life. Right? Uh, do yeah. You, do you have any examples of a terrible woman that you would want to warn me from should I ever become single? I was, uh, I dated a girl once, lived with her, short time, like six months. Knew her for six months and I just moved in with her. Yeah. And stayed there for six months and it was my birthday. Yeah. And she wanted to cook me something, right? And it was a lasagna. Now, a lasagna pan is rectangular and noodles are like to go the length. She was breaking them in half, right? And laying them crosswise. And, You're an idiot. Well, yeah. And I, and I was a dumb guy at this time. And I'm not going to let that shit fly on my birthday while she's cooking my fucking birthday uh, dinner. You know? So uh, I said something no man should ever say. Uh -oh. Is that's not how my mom makes it. Uh, oh. Right? Oh, no. See all the married Ouch. guys. Yeah. You know you're in fucking shit, wow. right? Wow. So then she made some fancy cheese instead of using just ricotta and cottage cheese together. She did this fancy mm. thing. And I was hacking on her. I was like, that's not how my mom makes it. If you're going to make me a birthday dinner, make sure it's. Uh, my mom's standards. Yeah. Like right? her mama did. Yeah. So I think it was baking for about. Two hours and 25 minutes. And I said, why do you keep opening up the oven? It's not going to get done. Yeah. And she opened it up and threw the molten lasagna at me, and it stuck to my face, burnt my face. Wow. Now, this girl, you never want to date a girl that likes to throw shit. <laughs> is what I, now, this story <laughs> leads to the big whopper of the finale. More good food. Yes. So... You know, she ended up cheating on me, which is reasonable because I was a bit of an asshole at the time. Yes, yeah. And she walked in the door, and the best thing to say as a guy when a girl walks in the door from cheating on you is, how was he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she, I thought she was cheating, but she really wasn't cheating. But anyways, we'll call it cheating. Like Bill she Clinton cheating? No, she wasn't even cheating. Oh, yeah. I was just being an asshole, really. Okay. She walks into the bedroom, which was dark, and I'm standing in the kitchen, which is lit. And I see her, like, do one of those bobs, like bend her knees, and then throw something at me, and this wet thing smacked me in the side of the head while she pulled out her tampon oh. and fucking ah. chucked it at me and smoked me with a eight-hour used tampon. Oh, eight Heavy hours. day, heavy day. It's a lot of Like hours. a red rat flying through the fucking <laughs> air. A red wet sewer rat flying through the air, smacking me on the side of the face. And uh, she says, do you think I would cheat on you? On the rag. And I wish this story had a better ending. No, no. We ended up, we ended up breaking up when she held the knife to me no. and everything. Yeah, there was a knife So you, see, you, you went through a couple of incidents where you decided to stick it out, eh? Where yeah. you're like, okay, first she, threw, first she uh, burnt my face with lasagna. Yeah. yeah I, I, it's still a place to live. Yeah. Uh, then you're like, uh, then she like fucking threw a tampon at me. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, that's cool. And then, uh, then what was the one that broke the, the knife? Back? The knife. The knife. When yeah. she was talking to me angrily. Like, that's not a word, but she was fucking mad at me. And she was swinging the knife. And I was like, we're seconds away from this thing coming flying. 
And if you back check her record, she likes throwing shit and she had the knife. So yeah. the odds are the knife was coming at me. And I said, that's it. I'm leaving. Grab my uh, green army bag, threw it at the front door. She set down the knife and then bear hugged the army bag, said, you're not leaving. You're never leaving. Oh, wow. And then I had to sneak out at night. You must have a di- big dick. Nope. Hey. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no. Girthy. Did no. You, did you, not even that. Did you, like, did you do the army crawl? No, no army that? crawl. It was just like, it was just like spike or drink with something. She gave her the hot Cosby. The yeah. fuck out of there. Oh, yeah. Give her the old Cosby. Yeah. An old pudding pop. Yeah. <laughs> but she's my friend on Facebook now. Oh, yeah. There oh. you go. Time heals all wounds. And yeah. she's a good girl. Happy, happy Women's Day. We were both at Crazy. Happy Women's Day, everybody. On that note. We'd like to thank uh, the Jesse Murphy Trio, Chris Pick, thank Kevin you so much, Belanger guys. for doing our sound. We'd like to thank everyone for listening. And we'd like to thank, uh, if you'd like to, give us some feedback at livefromthedutchhall.gmail.com or uh, live from the Dutch Hall on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Dutch Hall, uh, Snapchat. You know, what it, you know the All routine. That the All that web. stuff. Until next week, we will see you NT. See you next Thursday. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. All right.